There it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Ustream broadcast. There it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Who's to that? another Ustream broadcast. Me? Me. You motherfucker. Gotcha. One, we only did one week where we didn't fuck anything up, and that was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, we completely had it together. Joining me uh, this week is my good pal, the very funny Mr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Joseph? You might know Bill from all sorts of television, stand-up comedy things, The Chappelle Show, blah, 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 blah. I one of, one the, of the funniest 80s. guys out there. I love the 80s Strikes Back. Did Don't you? forget that. <laughs> that's, on that? The, that's on the IMDb oh. page. I also have a failed pilot for some reason on my IMDb page. Which had, it didn't even air, and somebody Before still we put start it up there. talking about anything, we're sponsored by the, the Fleshlight. This is a Fleshlight. Have you ever seen one of these, Bill Burr? A flesh-colored flashlight? No, this is the thing you. <laughs> I don't know what that. You was. don't know, know what it is. Bill Burr's like, ah, oh, what is fuck that? It. You fuck it. That's the butthole version. It's patented uh, rubber technology. Jesus. Fill it. Fill it. Really? Put, put your finger in. Put your finger in. Toys freak me out. Okay, you, you jerk off though, right? Huh? I mean, I'm so, I assume, right? Constantly. Okay, now why wouldn't you I had get a good one, of one these? on the way up to your house? This, here. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, what this is. I'm all about rubbing one out. A fucking tool to masturbate with. It's instead of your hand, it's a fake vagina. This is the yeah. I'm not version. saying so that you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't. You know, I'm not against it, but it's just odd you handing it to me the first minute of your podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to see how you react. Oh yeah, I hope you got just a good. Yeah, I got fuck. a good gauge. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm into I'm into porn. I like the videos and that type of thing. But I gotta admit, like uh, it, that's just those sex toys. It's like very serial killer like, where you just sort of fucking uh, a a part of somebody. I, Rather I than agree. There's, there's yeah. nothing else there. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, like you went to the butcher and you're like, yeah, just <laughs> give me a yeah. slice of crotch. I mean, yeah, this doesn't it doesn't have to look like a <laughs> pussy. It looks exactly like a pussy. The the pussy one does. It really doesn't have to. It just has to be a hole. Maybe you'd feel that better if it was just a hole. Like a, uh, that doesn't That's look a like a hole. That doesn't look like a butthole. Hold it up to the camera. That doesn't yeah, look like a butthole. I, I think it needs a little work. If, if what, it, an eight-year-old's ass? Look how little that is. It's been bleached. It's a girl with a butthole that's got a problem because that sucker's not airtight. Look at that. There's a little hole in there. See it's that? gaping. See that? That's not good. Yeah, after you ruined it last night, <laughs> trying it out. I have never fucked this. That's why I hand it to people. I've, I've fucked the vagina one. I have never fucked that's the That's the name of your one. next CD. I have never fucked this. <laughs> you just hold something up. That'll get into Walmart. Yeah, know, think right? about they're, those they're things, the only Bill ones Burr. left. Fleshlight.com. Yeah, if you want to sell something, yeah, go to Fleshlight.com and buy it. But, you know, we were disturbed because uh, we went to the website. We could not find a black one. They have only pink fake vaginas. Now, you know what? You could go both ways on that one. That, that, that is either racist or um, white people can get, offense, can get offended. Like, yeah. how come you're, right. you're slicing up white women and turning them <laughs> into little plastic pillowy things for people to fuck? You know? They should have like a swirl, like a, like a jet pop, you know, like those old pudding pops where it's like vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad the zebra one like yeah why why fucking why not a little a mouth one too and yeah. you have that other one so you can finally have like a fake menage a trois yeah it's Just almost have a fake mouth licking your balls as you, as you fuck whatever that is the flesh flashlight whatever you call it isn't it kind of creepier that it actually does look like a vagina like if it was green or something like that maybe it'd be easier to fuck Dude, you know, that doesn't. You look, wouldn't have to think about it being a serial killer sort of a thing. <laughs> right. Joe, that you really know? doesn't look like anything. It, it, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. But the vagina one does. It like really if does a look fourth like a grader vagina. made that, you just as a good father be like, oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. You re- you have a lot of talent. You encourage them. 
we were saying yesterday that it's uh, funny that they sell the butthole version and the vagina version. And what if the butthole version just so outshold the vagina version they just canceled making them because nobody wanted to fuck the rubber <laughs> vagina. Like Everybody left-handed guitars. To, yeah. they're, like, they're like 10% extra for the vagina. Joe, next time you fuck it, try uh, taking it out like fish in the bucket and, yeah. and fucking it out of the, the plastic you, you thing. it with your yeah, hand? Yeah, like, like your hand. Really? It's so much better. Really? Yeah. Brian has a, a tip. A health, he's like the Martha Stewart of fake vaginas. <laughs> Do you have a like healthy a, tip? Do you like review sex toys? No, I don't review sex toys. Only technology shit. But I should. I should review. Why sex not, toys. dude? You should totally do a full you fuck it version of a review where yeah. you, you fuck yeah. the flashlight. I should take the food blog to the next and level. show us, like, show us you fucking it. But you don't want. We don't have to see your dick or anything. But we should know that you really are fucking it. Like you're naked. <laughs> no, no. You and, take, you know. take a picture right after you're done, and we'll try to gauge <laughs> the level. No, the just, level of satisfaction. Just film my face the whole time using it. But that's it. Is there a fucking thing on? this earth that's more disgusting than another dude's loads if you think about it if you had a choice between the guy pissing on you or shooting a load on you well i'll Obviously, take the oh, piss no brainer it's you know it's right? longer <laughs> the yeah. load would get over <laughs> and you right. have a washcloth right there right. and yeah. a stand-up shower mm. like, <laughs> so it, it's over really quickly wow like, that might be better you know or maybe it's just a pool you just a load might a be better well he's right it's no, quicker it it's just like quicker. get it done wipe doesn't it off matter. you're not like sitting there for two minutes getting pissed on maybe, i see what you're saying maybe you get a laugh at the guy's face as he's like <laughs> i see what you're saying but to me it's a dude just shot a load on me and i can't deal with it. i can deal with a dude pissing on me that's an act of aggression a guy shooting a load on me is like that guy basically just fucked me yeah you know what i'm saying it's just snot from below you know it's just yeah it's but kind of, it's, it's just sort of a, snot. maybe it's just was just an accident it's a mark he's marking me <laughs> it's an accident you gotta stop being so judgmental <laughs> but peeing is how you usually mark it animals usually use pee to mark so. that's okay that's like i said that's an act of aggression an act of aggression like urinating on me would not offend me nearly as much as dropping a load on me that's just me though I, Bill, you know, do you agree with that? These are honestly, things that I I don't really think of. What if it was a long beer piss, though? You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What, what if, if it was asparagus piss? Yeah, four hours sitting in Yankee Stadium, right. <laughs> drinking beer in the hot sun. Oh, are you a sports? In. You're not a sports no, fan at all, right? I don't. The only sport I watch besides uh, uh, mixed martial arts and boxing is pool. I watch professional pool, which is completely oh, ridiculous. Right. I actually am watching the NBA Finals, and I I, I have to have the game on mute. Because I'm convinced the announcers hate my team, and I, it just get, it gets insane. Dude, people get so fucking mad if they feel like someone's doing biased commentary. I get so much shit from dudes who are angry at me because I call the fight as I see it. You know, right. I try to be as objective as possible and have like no one's my favorite. I I don't want anybody in particular to win. I just want it to happen. I have a bunch of guys that I love watching when they fight because they're good. But I don't. I try to n never like root for somebody. Right. So I do my best to stay objective. But I call it like I fucking see it. Some dudes get crazy. That's because so they're, they're so emotionally invested, like me yeah. with the Celtics. I want them to win, and like you know, like I've got invited to. Hey, come on down, watch watch Game Seven. It's like I can't, I can't fucking deal with all these uh, i'm gonna sit there by myself and i have to watch it on mute i can't be around a bunch of other people because there's gonna be people there who don't give a fuck or they <laughs> or they're gonna be rooting for another team and the, uh, and i will literally have rage in me <laughs> and no i've really been examining it like what so what's silly it's it so is silly. i heard the other, somebody told me that i think jay leno said was i wasn't into sports and he was just like why do i care if the the peanuts beat the kangaroos and you know something like that and it just really sort of was like, yeah, why do I give a shit? It's a trick. People think that, that the NBA finals are rigged. Like that Kardashian's going on TMZ saying the whole thing's rigged. Who it? is going on? Kim Kardashian? Robert Kardashian. 
Robert Kardashian. Yeah, I think is the brother of Kim, and he's like going on saying like you know <laughs> that's the whole a credible thing's... source. That family. <laughs> I really well, think, I mean, one know... of one of the guys is. Uh, <laughs> Are they going to re-examine the Warren Commission next? <laughs> <laughs> Take another peek at the Zapruder film. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, really? Yeah, but, 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 a, but the, the thing. Sorry, I heard the Kardashians are looking into the moon landing. Doesn't somebody off that in the Kardashians married to an NBA player though? Um, there were, yeah. That is true. And That's the NBA true. also had a ref that got busted with mob ties. And I loved how they acted like he was mm. the only one. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just him. Like, you wouldn't notice that if you were refereeing with him. Is he teeing <laughs> everybody up? You know, like if, if he bet the under and everybody's like fouling out. In this, I mean, I know that's an exaggeration. Everybody's it's not one fun. of the easiest games to fix. You know, they had a problem with that with professional pool. With professional pool, the only one time that a sports book ever um, put a line on the event I forget what casino was in it, what it was at, but it was in Vegas, and it was a big tournament. These guys are grinding. They're out there. You know, professional pool players don't make much money, you know, even right. the best in the world. So they, uh, there was an underdog, this guy Mike LeBron. He hadn't won a, a big tournament like that in a long time. So they all got together and said, hey, Mike, guess what? You won the tournament. We're going to fucking bet on you. And they all threw in, and everybody dumped. And wow. they, all, they all dumped. Mike LeBron won. They cleaned up, and the bookies never put a line on pool again. Wow. And did they, uh, and they, they obviously figured it out? Oh, but, fucking but, everybody but, but, knew. But, but, they're driving balls into the rail. They're fucking supposed to get out ball in hand. They don't get out. They scratch. You know, there was, oh. there was a bunch of shots where dudes were like, what so the were, fuck is were, this? They were obviously bad. Well, you know, they do their best, but these guys, uh, high-level pros, don't miss very often, you know? So they can fuck up and take a bad path on purpose and a path that gives them a high percentage of getting stuck behind balls or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they make errors on purpose. And you look at it, and you're like, why the fuck would that guy play that like that? Like, why? this guy's top-of-the-food-chain world champion. They're just trying <laughs> they're, A snooker player got busted recently for uh, taking a 300,000 a 300, euro bribe. He was taking a bribe to, uh, to dump a bunch of matches. And this guy is like one of the very best in the world. He's like a, a top line, and snooker players make big bank. But apparently, it's a common well, well, thing. Well, what was his vice? Money. That, just that money. he took it. Oh. He just wanted money. You know, he said that they've done it before, and that, you know they got this guy on hidden camera and shit. It was pretty, pretty devastating for the whole snooker community because he's like one of their stars. What all eight people who are in the, the fucking snooker is huge over there, bro. You don't understand. In England, I don't know what giant. snooker is. Snooker is this crazy game. It's like pool, but it's played on a giant table, a twelve by six. And the pockets are really small, and the balls are really small, and they're colored. And I don't know the exact is rules. Is there mushrooms on the table? Is, is, that from, <laughs> is that from the 70s? Remember that bumper pool or something? Remember that? I do remember bumper, bumper pool. pool. That shit was ridiculous. I forgot about that. Yeah, you just yeah, they, to... they had like little mushroom trees or something yeah. in the middle. Little rubber ones to bounce it off. It's because you didn't have space for a real table. So you get one of these goofy fucking things. It was only two and feet you had wide. to make it more difficult. That's right. Yeah, that was the seventies. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> put some sort of reference to drugs <laughs> right on the table. Pool has always had a problem with people gambling and dumping money. It's like a common thing amongst amongst guys who bet. Like guys will back pool players, and the pool players would dump and, and cut up the money because they know this way they're gonna win. You know, it's a, that whole world, the world of gambling. When you get gambling involved with anything, and there's a lot of gambling on pro basketball, I would just assume it's rigged, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I would think. Uh, well, I think the players make too much money, um, so it's very hard like that. And the way the, the way to definitely do it is some sort of authority figure on the court, like you know, referee and umpire or something like right. that, giving bad and calls. I went to the game when uh, Kevin Garnett hurt his knee against Utah, which I'm sure you still have on videotape. <laughs> I don't such know a what you're talking about. Hoop fan. I don't even know those humans. The referees were literally <laughs> dictating the pace of the game, and it made like. 
no, I'm trying to equate it to what you, you do. Be like a, if a guy had no stand-up and all of a sudden he was great at stand-up and then five seconds later again, oh yeah, he doesn't have any, it, would, it wouldn't make, wouldn't be, right. it, it's not consistent. Right. They would like call in everything, everything, everything. And then you could just see him loosen up the reins. Then a guy would like literally take a dude's head off and they're just like, hey, no blood, no foul. And then all of a sudden it was like, did these guys bet us, us it was almost like they bet like a specific number. I don't know what it was, but it was one of the weirdest called games um, guys have been busted for that though right referees have been busted for doing things that well they had they had that referee and uh i'm sure if, if other ones got busted maybe they kept it quiet i have no idea as usual i have like one story and then that becomes law <laughs> i just <laughs> spread it out over every sport and start pontificating bill That's burr is to. one of the more interesting conspiracy theorists that i know because bill burr you'll start talking to him about it and then five minutes in he'll he'll admit that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> he saw a youtube video like what's this what's up with this gps yeah, I'm, I'm one of the few okay. people I'm G- one of the few he doesn't people. use gps i called him to give him directions i go you got a gps thinking i'm just going to give him my address Nah, i got a thomas guide a fucking Thomas God, like a goddamn pioneer. And you have like a pencil and like an eraser, and you're like putting compass like directions on. First of all, you guys are acting like I'm churning <laughs> butter. You guys both had one like fucking five years ago, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I, did, did I get here? I was on. Time? I was. No. Yes, you were. You were dead on, I was early, early on with the uh, GPS. I had the first GPS. It was a CD-based GPS. It was CD-ROM based, so it only I only had a map of Los Angeles. But I've, like I've never even, even used those 2000. books. I think I've just always used like MapQuest and stuff. And then maybe before that, my mom would like write down the directions on like a napkin. But before when I that, first I never... moved here, I used yeah, it. I had it written down on uh, an envelope. <laughs> How to get here? And there was no problems. It was very easy. When I first moved to LA, I had a Tom's guy. But I haven't had one in a long time. For LA, that just seems impossible. <clears throat> it is impossible. There's so many yeah, pages. You don't want to think. Don't use your brain. Let the computer do it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Type in l- the zip let code. Let a British woman tell me what to do. So what, yeah. what is your deal with GPS? You think the GPS is possibly dangerous? I think it's a waste of money. Then also, uh, one of my many uh, non-researched opinions is I just don't like that that the fact that there's some sort of, I don't know what it they beam a signal up to a satellite. It burns back down through the atmosphere and into my fucking car. And there's somebody <laughs> talking to me. Actually, I think it, it, it doesn't uh, beam anything out. I think it just is like a receiver. Like a, it's, it's always radio. beaming at you, and it picks up what it's being beamed at it's you all the time. It's always beaming at me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I don't want that. I don't want stuff always beamed at me. No, no, but you're already getting it. You're it getting already. it no matter what. Yeah, you're no, getting it right now. You're getting it right now. How do you think I'm getting it right now? If you receive it, if you receive it, like there's a beam coming at you. Okay, if there's something to receive it, like a box, like some sort of a GPS box, all that's doing, but all that's doing is receiving something that's already there. If your brain is going to be affected by it, it's getting affected by what's already there. No matter if you have a box or not. You guys don't. I I have have (laughs) lead. I have lead on the inside of my thing. You guys, look at. I'm going to die earlier because you guys don't want to fucking use a Thomas guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you think the GPS would be dangerous, though? It's like the radio being dangerous. Or this Wi-Fi. We're doing this. We're broadcasting this show. Through that the plastic air. bottle you're drinking out is more dangerous. It is if you leave it in See your car. See that classic <laughs> barroom point right there. That plastic <laughs> bottle is more dangerous. Really? You just got done doing research on that, didn't you? You have it, no, no idea. Yeah, it is. Because actually, like he said, if you keep it in your car, yeah, when uh, they heat up, it no, actually releases These things sit in warehouses hormones. for years. Yeah, being heated up in a warehouse, Hopefully maybe. not. Hopefully not. But, but they say that if you leave one in your car and it gets really hot out it actually releases chemicals that especially for men are not good for you like yeah. female no, even, chemicals even if you have uh even if it's just in here just the fact that it's in a plastic container yeah, yeah the chemicals are in the plastic yeah. see well now you're on my page 
See, I like how you're concerned about this. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're not concerned about the anything. And don't even hear me that, dude. You're gonna fucking die anyway. It always ends up going to that. And By the way, he like, just quit cigarettes like a month ago. Right. Uh, so. Oh, there you go. Dude, that's that's like that's like a a, a, a buddy of mine. I had a, a buddy of mine was giving me shit um, when I I went. I was about ready to head out. A friend of mine was. Uh, Oh, it's a long story. I don't name names what the fuck I was doing. I was doing something we were going to go celebrate. We we're going to go get shit-faced. So this guy is married. And he has a kid. So then and he used to be a fuck-up. So I'm not married. I don't have any kids. And he sends me the, sends me a text. He's like, you know, dude, it's pretty funny. You know how, like, how, how things turned out. He's like, I'm married and I have a kid now and uh, responsibility and you're still out partying. And it's just like. It's just one of those things. The fucking people, just because you have a kid, they think that automatically makes you responsible. You're still a yeah. fuck up. You just have a, You're just passing it on now. Well, what's really funny is the the nobility that they attach to it. And this is coming from someone who has two children. But I used to get so annoyed when I would talk to people who had kids and they could, would compare their life to my life. They'd be like, "Well, look at you. You know, you're just a single guy, just running around being a single guy." What? What the fuck? Do, you, do yeah. we have to make people? Is, this, is there a shortage of fucking human <laughs> beings? There's six billion of us, all right? There's plenty of people. You, you're not more noble because you're raising a person. I commend you for it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you, you, know, you really commit to it. You raise a good person that doesn't turn out to be a fucking psycho. But it doesn't make you a more noble person because you have a child. Yeah, that, that, some of them think that. I mean, they you know, they're you're more moral. No, they're more just. They're doing the right thing. They're not being silly with their life. Like, it's so stupid. But this guy really wanted to go out and get wasted. And he was jealous that I can continue to live my sad, lonely life. <laughs> they stick it in your face. As, it's funny. As a single person. So that I, but he's a good shit, though, because I called him up the next day. I'm like, dude, you fucking failed a drug test like six months ago. And you took a header off your front steps walking your dog down the street. And you had a red mark looking like fucking Jimmy Snooker when I came and met you, right? <laughs> and you're giving me shit? Jimmy Snooker. Yeah. He comes with a Jimmy Snooker reference. The yeah. Superfly. Remember that? He would get on the top rope. Yeah, and he had all that scar tissue. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you jump on the top rope. He did have that scar tissue. That's what the old school guys would cut their own forehead to bleed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rick you know, he's, 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 uh, he's related to uh, The Rock. Rock is, is he really? Somehow, the Rock is somehow related to Superfly Snook. I think, you know, I think that was his uncle. You really? And if you can, somebody name me a cooler uncle than, than Jimmy Superfly, Superfly Snooker. Yeah, that's possible. it. Yeah, especially if you turn out to be a wrestler yourself. He was, um, Jimmy Superfly Snooker was my favorite when I was in high school. He was my number one. Bob Backlund was pretty good because he yeah. had a real wrestling stance. I appreciated that. Yep. He went in there and looked like he really knew how to wrestle. He would arm drag dudes and shit. You know, yeah. really, I heard he didn't like a lot of the uh, the characters. Really, it's almost like a joke writer hating a performer. You know, he's <laughs> he's in there doing like the. Well, he uh, was a real wrestler. You know, what really sucks about wrestlers? Wrestling is one of the toughest sports in the world, but there's no professional avenue for it. They tried it. They tried a professional wrestling league a few years back, but nobody wanted to watch it. It just it hasn't yeah. caught on. When things haven't caught on, it's very hard to get them to catch on, unless it's something fucking crazy like mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts is so crazy and so primal that once that started getting on TV, everybody's like, whoa, holy shit. Right. You know, it just gets everybody in. You're not going to get that from wrestling. But wrestling is easily more exciting than a lot of sports that are already on TV, including, you know, soccer. Soccer's not as exciting as wrestling to me. I would way rather watch, like, really good I'll wrestling. Actually, I can defend soccer. I, I don't mind it. Not, not American. American soccer is like if, if L.A. plays, like, D.C. Right. The Columbus you know? crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's horrible. It's horrible, but. International level soccer is pretty bad. Yeah, because now you're dealing with, like, the shit talking goes to a whole mm -hmm. nother level. You're talking 
There's wars won and lost between the two teams. There's Holocaust, genocide. Yeah, uh, that's true. Different fundamental. And they're singing songs. You know, they're, they're going nuts. They got their Elton John scarves on. Well, do you hear what's going on in Africa? There's a, I forget what, what's, what country it is in Africa, but two people have been killed and a bunch have been arrested for watching the World Cup. Because it's like a super extreme Muslim village that has a very extreme interpretation of the Quran. And apparently the Quran does not allow gambling, does not allow any sort of games, and does not allow dancing. And any of those things they'll lock you up for. So this is considered so basically no a happiness. game. No happiness. <clears throat> and so the World <laughs> Cup no is considered Friday a game. Night. So they're going door to door and arresting people for watching the World Cup. Brian, Google that real quick. Tell me what the fuck that is. By the way, how's that coffee taste? It's great. It's coming out of an animal's I'm butt. Lo I'm loving that. Oh, really? This is the, yep. the ass butt coffee. Oh, it's really good. It's good, ass right? Coffee. Isn't yeah. it smooth? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a coffee called Kopi Luwak, and uh, it comes from the butthole of a thing called a palm civet. There's this animal that eats coffee beans and shits them out, and they go through his di digestive tract, <clears throat> digestive tract, and they pull these uh, these little beans out of his shit, clean them up, and sell them, and they co they make coffee out of them, and the coffee's super smooth. Because the, is the, it an insect? The end, no, it's, a cat, it's like a cat, like a civet. You know what a civet is? It's just big fucking, well, it's not fucking, big. It's a little. Not, yeah, this is bullshit. No, no, it's true. It's totally true. It's Co gross. It's called Kopi, K-O-P-I, Luwak, L-U-W-A-K. It's not a cat, it's a civet, but it looks like a cat. You know, it's got a long tail. It's like this weird animal that eats coffee beans. So it eats the beans, shits them out, and then somehow or another, I guess so they, were, they were thought the beans were worth too much money to let these animals eat. I'm like, fuck, let's not let them go to waste. Like, somebody must have been desperate when they first tried it. But now it's worth, like, a lot of money. I now probably wouldn't have tried it unless because uh, then, well, then I'm what deep it, in this coffee cup I now. Snuck right? it in on you. <laughs> but then what it, what it has, it, it has, <laughs> it added a new flavor. Yeah, it changes the, it makes it more mellow. It makes it taste better. It really does. It's good. Not that good. I like, my favorite coffee is from Hawaii. But uh, I'm, what, a, I'm a coffee Samoan freak. Stuck it in his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the the story? Yeah, it said Samoans are going underground to watch band soccer. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. There, well, there, there was a bunch of arrests too because of Somalia is fucking buck wild, man. You know that People's Coast Guard of Somalia, those guys that are just jacking people every day out there. I know the Janjawi. Remember those guys? Do you know what they're doing out? You know the whole thing about Somali pirates. You know they're they're high on a drug. They take this thing called cat. It's like a, um, a plant that mm -hmm. they uh, they chew, like the leaves of this plant, and it's a narcotic. It's like like crystal meth. Oh, so, so like the boy soldiers over there? I don't know. What's the boy soldiers? That's like when you're <clears throat> eight years old, but you're a soldier. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's the war out over there is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you see dudes with like hyenas on chains, and they're carrying around fucking rocket launchers down the streets. I mean, some of the, like Liberia, like some of the, the, the videos about, you ever seen the uh, Vice Guide series online? Mm-mm. These guys, they go to the, some of the craziest fucking places in the world, and you see some of the nuttiest shit. Like, <clears throat> they went to the Arctic Circle with this guy who lives up there in a fucking cabin in the Arctic Circle and hunts caribou all day. That's all he does. He like, hunts and eats and hunts and eats. So it happens when you tap out. Yeah. You get, now you, this guy's no been there for 30 years, though. He, he, it's really fascinating. But anyway, they went to North Korea, and they also went to Liberia. And Liberia is fucking crazy. They... Or they, first of all, there's been there's been war in Liberia forever. Liberia was basically founded, from what I understand, is they had American slaves that they let go, and they sent them back to Africa, and they formed Liberia. And the UN was there until like really recently, like 10, 20 years ago or something like that. And now they're gone, and the place is just chaos. It's just war and cannibalism is running rampant. They're eating each other left and right. They sell like human food on the corner, like human meat, and people don't know it, and they buy it, and guys turn people in. 
And there's this one guy, his name was General Butt Naked because he would go to war and he would get butt naked. And he believed that he could not be killed because he would eat the, the blood and flesh of an innocent child of the enemy. So they would go to the enemy's camp. They would steal a child, kill the child, and eat, eat, eat a piece of its fucking heart because they, f- they felt like they wouldn't be able to die in combat. This is a guy that's alive right now. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize how fucking crazy the world can be until you watch what's going on in Africa. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I take a lot of comfort in knowing that I can only die once. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I don't think like you, you work out too much. You wouldn't be worth he, his team. Joe would be like a flank steak. You know, just some tough piece of meat. You know, you want somebody more. Joey like, Diaz would be delicious. Oh, he'd be like veal. <laughs> and you could sell them for days. If you think about the way Africa is right now with a lot of countries like Liberia and, and Somalia, it really is like the apocalypse. Like if that was going on right here, if that was over here, if we if we were in, in you know, in fucking North Hollywood, there was gangs that were eating each other and fucking shooting each other and walking down the street with hyenas, we would go, okay, the end is here. This is the end. Yeah, but you know what I love about that shit? Those are the guys who win. All these, uh, who's that? Not Bill Bixby. What the hell's the name of that guy? The, uh, the guy with the, he's been riding a bicycle out here forever. Solar panels and uh, not Bill Bixby, uh, uh, Ed Bagley Jr. Oh, Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bixby. I'm bad with the names. Ed yeah, Bagley that, that, that Jr. Green show, yeah. That he he's gonna be at the ap- apocalypse comes. He's gonna be fucked. I have this theory that people who gather all this shit for it, if you don't have, uh, you need a militia, because if if you don't, all you're doing is you're just turning your house into a supply room. A target, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the toughest guys who come down my, the block and then just just take it from you. My yeah, car's like know. that. My car has like walkie talkies in it. It's got fucking like every single like thing, like like sleeping bags, just in case I have to like, escape this city real quick. But yeah, it's starting to get ready. retarded. Like Brian's I have like ready. batteries that I can recharge by the yeah, sun you, and you, stuff like that. Do you realize <laughs> the level of heads up that you how? On the inside, you'd have to be that this entire city wouldn't be like gridlock right. of people leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this city would be the worst ever. There's, they don't even know how many people in L.A. That's why I won't fill out the census. They're like, you know, fill out the census. So you, what the fuck is the point? You, there's uh, about 20 million Mexicans that you don't have a count on. Yeah. Like, they literally have no idea how many Mexicans are here. It's, <laughs> it's fucking just a flat-out guess. And well, I'm, not, first, I'm not shitting on Mexicans. I would do the goddamn same thing. I, I, my grandparents were immigrants. I would be. I got no problem with immigration. I don't even believe in countries. I think the whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, I think if they came over here, yeah, it would fuck things up. But you know what? It's really that's how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to keep people impoverished in a shitty place just because you know you, you know you claim this patch of dirt and you don't let them over here. I think that's ridiculous. You know, if there weren't countries and you were just allowed to just sort of cruise around, like where would you go? <sighs> That would be the problem is things would they would level out. The problem is you you let people go and move to wherever they want and people are always gonna move to the place where it's better and they're gonna abandon their shitty place. But if you don't allow them, they have to stay in their shitty place and make their shitty place better, which they're never gonna fucking do. So right. you ensure that there's always gonna be levels of people. The only way to keep levels other than that is just fucking be heavily armed. You have to be armed to the teeth. Your whole town would have to be an armory. You know, like literally, if you wanted to keep people out, you would have to like yeah. constantly be shooting people. Constantly plus the getting... weapons they have now. It's it's I just love how they've been stealing money from our paychecks to basically invent these we- weapons that will make it impossible for there'll never be another revolution. No. Other than, you know, who's doing it right is that guy out there in the Carolinas, the Blackwater guy or whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. 
What are you talking about? Yeah, that Bill Bixby guy up there. <laughs> the Bill Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dude who, who he, he buys like old F-16s and old tanks. And he basically, they're saying if he wanted to, could take over uh, the White House and all of D.C. by the time they fucking responded. Who the fuck uh, is this guy? Uh, he's fucking, he's a... Uh, Bill Bixby. No, no, no. Blackwater. So Bl- this is a, a private contractor, a m- yeah, military yeah, look, contractor? Yeah, I can't believe, Jesus Christ, you know, I can't believe you, you haven't heard of the guy. No. Well, I know, though, there's a one guy that was Comedy Central ball. has a development deal with him. <laughs> 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 he's, the, he's the final guy in show business. <clears throat> if he was funny, they would do it. Um, yeah, he has, like, uh, he's got, like, his own thing. Did it come up? Eric as- Prince? Isn't that the guy know. that got popped for murder? He's, uh, he's being... Uh, processed for a bunch no, he, of No, he's the things. guy he actually has his own he basically I from what I've heard has his own militia and actually hire he gets hired out by the US government for them to go over there when they want to do some covert extra filthy shit. Yeah. This is the this well, is I have the a friend who works for them. I have a friend who went over there. Who worked he, for who? He worked for Blackwater. He went over there twice. Dude, two seconds ago you asked me who they were. No, I know who Blackwater is. I didn't oh. know who this guy is that stores all this weapons. And I, oh, I the, thought the, you were the, talking oh, about the head a, guy. A the private he- oh, guy. Oh, okay. No, no. Well, I have no. a friend who, he was, he was a sniper in the Marines. And when he got out, he went back over. He went back, I think he went to both Afghanistan and Iraq. But he definitely went to Afghanistan. He went twice for money because uh, he was opening up a gym, a mixed martial arts gym. And he needed some cash. So he just went over there for a few months, and he made like some ridiculous amount of money, like <clears throat> something like $10,000 $10, a month or something like that. It was a lot of money. So for him, you know, he'd go over for a couple months, make thirty grand. You know, Did he do like the, the stereotypical want to talk go, about go up in the bell tower? Yeah, he, had a, he was in a bell tower. Yeah, there was times where he was in a tower. <laughs> uh, it's Eric Prince is the owner of uh, Blackwater, so I'm guessing that's who yeah. you're talking about. That's the yeah. guy that's uh, in trouble, right? Right, yeah. and he's like fleeing and doing He's stuff. in trouble. Oh, yeah, see, they had, to take him to, they had to take <clears throat> him down because he, he got too powerful because he could basically, that guy could ride out any sort of uh, uprising, any sort of craziness. Yeah, they the economy went crazy or whatever. It's just like, yeah, well, I got guns and uh, an endless bag of uh, snow peas or whatever. And a bunch of mercenaries <laughs> that are loyal to you Space that you've paid cream. forever. You know, you've been paying these guys to do all these campaigns for you overseas. They're all murderers for you. And, you know, you keep those guys on the line and say, hey, you know, we're going to run this shit. I'm going to take care of you. You take care of me. You know, Semper Fi, motherfucker. Right. Blackwater for life. The whole deal. And then they right. got a, And a when it kind of goes gang. down, they, they can defend it. But then what always ends up happening is eventually is somebody always wants your title. So someone would want to be him. And that's how, oh, yeah. that's how it goes down. That's how it goes down in Mexico. The drug Destro. lords. You know, it's just a matter of time before something happens with one of those fucking guys. You got a guy who's got that much power, that many jets and fucking machine guns and tanks and shit. He's going to get a little nutty. As you want to use them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you bought a bag of fireworks. You're just going to stick them in the corner of your bedroom. Yeah. Wait till the next 4th of July. You're not. Occasionally, you're going to light <laughs> off an M80. Oh, they, they like to use them. Have you ever, I mean, this is the first time, you know, in, in human history, or rather in uh, the history of the United States, that we've had to deal with mercenaries. We haven't had mercenary, mercenaries in this country in a long, long, long fucking time. This whole, like, giant mercenary corporation sort of a thing, this is very recent. This is just Cheney and Bush. They, they didn't use mercenaries during Clinton. There was no mer- <laughs> mercenaries during the Jimmy Carter days, you know? This is, this is some crazy shit. Cheney and Bush, the Hall and Oates. I mean, the of, fact uh, that they can hire these people to go do <laughs> shit that you're not supposed to do. They, yeah, but they, shit they, that's not in the Geneva Convention, shit that's totally We've been illegal. doing that for a while, though. I know we have, but we haven't been doing it this openly. 
you know? Oh, yeah, no. They hire uh, a company to do it? They, well, they I think it's like specifically when, for that? But I think it's like when wrestling finally just came out and said it's sports <laughs> entertainment. They're like, all right, you know, we hire these guys for some filthy shit. What do you want from us? It's entertaining, though, right? Yeah, and they changed it to WWE. Well, they changed the name of Blackwater. What is it now? I don't know. Something short. Something, you know. Something just, happier. Yeah. yeah, it's Bunny Rabbits Incorporated. It, or something. Clear water. <laughs> fresh clear drink, water. <laughs> fresh <laughs> drinking water for everybody. <laughs> Babies are us. Yeah. Arrowhead. Yeah. We love the children. That's what they changed it to. Yeah, they're, I don't know. It's, it's, there's two schools of thought. One is the world's a fucked up place. Look at what's going on in Africa. Look what's going on in the Middle East. Don't you want somebody over there protecting you? They're just trying to keep America cool, keep our standard of life, keep our standard of living the same. I see that argument too, but then you know you see the also the other argument. I see. I, I don't. I don't believe in in that whole that those guys have to live the way they live, so I live the way I live. It's so those guys on top can have as much as they have. Well, that's definitely much more likely. That's you know what's pissing me off the other day, like. Uh, but I think they also do keep. There's it, it two. It's a twofold argument. One, it's like they keep conflict going on, and the more conflict they keep going on, the more we're going to need government. The more more we're going to need protection. I mean, that's been proven that they create conflict in other parts of the world in order to control different regions they'll arm someone if their enemy is you know the other side and they'll fuck with things right. and they I mean, we've manipulated yeah but all that bullshit where they go where they say where they justify like sweatshop labor and moving factories out of the u.s and you know they just went around the unions and then they ju- they just justified it by saying you know and they always say in order to uh compete in a in a global economy it's like right. fuck you it's like in order for you to, ha- to get another yacht yeah. You know what I mean? You can't legally pay a child, you know, whatever the fuck they pay over there. Um, in America. Yeah. T- 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 yeah, you can't do it. So they just went around all of that shit. Right, and then but, they stuck all of everybody's in cubicles. Now, dude, that's what scares but that me gets to when, the, I, when is, I go on the but road. But that gets to who is they. See, because we were just talking about the military before. We were talking about the military. Now we're talking about corporations. Now I'm talking about corporations. Yeah. I'm talking about big business where I think corporations are at the end, you know, every quarter they have to show a profit. They're at the end of what, of legal ways to do it. So now they're just straight up beginning to steal like my fucking bank that's taking 28 bucks a month out of my account for no reason. I didn't even notice, you know, on the road, one of those fucking accounts, you just, you know, have a couple on a button. I finally said, dude, why are you taking 28 bucks out of this? And they did a on the on the laptop. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. I go, all right, well. <laughs> Same I've, thing had, I've, to had, me. I've had this for five years. Let's go back. They go, well, unfortunately, sir, our records only go back four months. Yeah. Oh, isn't that convenient? I bet if I was getting 28 bucks from you, you know, the other way, I bet they, they would fucking go back to the 60s. Same thing happened wow. to me. It was really? three months. And this is what they said to me. I said, wow. I said, what if I bring in all my records? What if I bring in all my records? And then they go, sir, it's, we're still, we're only going to reimburse you four months. I go, I go, that, that's, that's ridiculous. And, and the, the guy at the bank goes, well, the bank looks at it like that's on you. Right, because I didn't. It's catch on you him. to pay attention that they're stealing. Yeah, that they're stealing it's, it's, from it's me. It's up to you to paying attention. Yeah, it's what he was basically Whoa. saying. What he was basically saying was lawyer up. Yeah, See, lawyer up, buddy. Go ahead. Pretty much wow. how it works is that's why you have thirty days. You know, for credit cards, you have thirty days to return shit. You have thirty days to make sure all these charges are correct. Once you get past thirty days, then you're pretty much screwed. Dude, they wow. they do other shit where if you if you say you're one of these guys, I, I pay off my balance every month, and you think you're getting them. This is what they do is if. Uh, if you pay it three days before, it's uh, this guy was telling me it ends up being late because they send it somewhere else to be processed. They deliberately, they artificially delay it. So by the time it does get to them, right. uh, it's messed up. And this is one of those other things. Someone told me that in a Starbucks. 
and it and might I got, not be I got, true. I got three quarters of the way through the sentence, and I realized I didn't have any official right. words well, I, I do to know, use there. I do know there has to be something <laughs> official because nowadays you can write a check, and within hours that check clears your bank. And I'm like, that's a check, and it's going through in two hours. And they're like, yes, yeah, so this is you know technology hasn't changed in the banking system, so this is new. But yet, if you try to pay something off or do something like that, it's like immediately, or, or I mean, it takes like three days on your like transfer funds. Right. You know, yeah. it takes like three days. What? It's, it makes no sense. It can't it's be backwards. Well, it's it, artificial. However they, long they can hold on to your money, they make interest off your money too. So I guess if you think about it that, that, like, you know, if they hold on to your money an extra few days before they do something and you add that up over, you know, the million people they have in their bank and the 365 days a year, that practice probably nets them a significant amount of money. If you look Ooh, at it 28 like that. bucks from every shithead yeah. like me who doesn't check for a fucking year. I and I didn't notice when it, until it went under a thousand bucks because I knew I had a thousand something in there. It was one of the thing, c- accounts I had back east. Um, so I came out here and I was always meaning to close it out. You know, it was like, I had like 1200 bucks or something in it. And, I don't, and then all of a sudden I'm out here for like a year and a half and all of a sudden I get my statement. And it was like down to like 900 something bucks. And that is on me. It yeah. is on me because I didn't realize that your bank could fucking steal from you and then just say, well, you know, go fuck yourself. That's kind of your <laughs> fault. Tell you what, we'll give you like 80, 90 bucks back. All right, there, so buddy. Is that what they gave you? They gave you like three months back? I don't even know if they did. The guy just said he would. I walked out disgusted and then uh, the NBA finals started. Bread <laughs> Circus and I started watching that and I never followed up. There's actually something that just passed you guys. Uh, especially the audience might want to check this out. Uh, used to be a credit card like a bank or a credit card could like uh, if uh, you had like seven charges go through at the same time, they can take out all those seven charges and then charge you seven overdraft fees. That's how they used to be able to do it. But something just passed recently that you could tell your credit cards and your bank that you if there's no money in your account, you're not allowed to pull money out. So it, they're, they're trying to trick you into signing and going, no, let's keep it the old way. So they'll call you up or they'll tell you like, hey, you, you know, you want to make sure all these charges go through, right? Yeah, well, you need to accept these. Is that new, what that letter was that, about? That's what that new letter is. That so letter what, was what that you I do, blew off? Yeah, you don't blow it off. Tell all your credit card companies know that if there is no money in the account, you don't want it to go through and you'll save yourself all those over. You'll, you'll never have an overdraft so charge again. So they're forcing overdraft fees on people. They're trying to. They're, they're trying to go back to the old way where, like, you would have seven things go through, like, a $3 charge, and then you get charged $39 for an overdraft fee. Mm. You're like, well, why did it go through or, if or, I had no money in my account, Or you if know? you made a deposit to cover it, they, right. let, they input the deposit last. Last, right. And then bam, 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 and, right. they, and they nail it. Well, the deposit takes, you know, 90 days to go through where the charge only takes three seconds. Yeah, so I'm sorry, sir. That. I know. I understand. There's nothing we can do. I love that. That's what you always get. There's nothing we can do. I'm right. st- I, I don't nip I, like, I, I got on a uh, plane ticket the other day and I show up and all of a sudden I don't have a seat reservation I have one on the way out well it's oversold well I didn't do that and then the, and then the lady has like an attitude with me and it's like what the fuck I spent four five hundred bucks they asked me where I wanted to sit I picked out the fucking seat and I was told I have a reservation, and then you oversold. oversold you oversold. Did you imagine if you did that law. with a car? Yeah. So you, should... somebody pays for a car, and you go, oh, "Okay, your car's waiting for you." And the guy comes down, "No, no, it was oversold. Yeah, I oversold the that car." That should be against the law. I, I wanted to make sure I sold the car, so I sold it twice. Yeah, but that's not even as bad <laughs> because you can get in your car and fucking drive home. Imagine if they go. What if somebody dropped yeah, you off? No, no, there. we oversold whatever car you have, so they had to come and take yours and took it away, and you're fucking sitting in your house going, "Yeah, but I, I have to go to the airport." <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. There's nothing we can do. How can how can they do that? I don't I don't care if they're losing money. How can they sell more seats than there are seats? 
That should be that should be. A I think they fraud. Fig- they figured out a way to have like remember ten years ago when you used to go on the road. How many times was the seat next to you empty? All the and time. occasionally you'd get the whole row and yeah. you'd curl up. Back in the good old days. The good old right? days. The good old days. When does that happen now? And it never happens now because they'll always say like uh, they cancel the, flights and jam would, people together. There you go. They, they don't give a fuck about your problem. convenience. That's yeah. right. And they'll just give away tickets to people that will like, hey, you get a free ticket if you you know wait till the next flight. So they're not actually overselling it because they'll get rid of those tickets for you. You know what you know? though? When the way I look at it, the, you have to have fucking airlines, or I, I wouldn't have a job. I, I literally need airlines to get along no no i'm not most saying, people don't i'm not against airlines i'm, no, just I'm not even i mean telling I, me i have a seat whatever the and fuck, i don't I, I hate that too but whatever the fuck they have to do to stay in business for us for comics could you imagine if you had a fucking drive to all your gigs could you imagine if you had a drive if you had a new york gig okay i got a gig in, on friday in new york so it's monday i'm packing up my car <laughs> could you fucking imagine no you know what would be great would, would it be immediately how regional all our comedy would become oh, it'd so. be like when, like when <laughs> back you in remember, the day in yeah, boston yeah i had like jokes when i uh there was a a chain like 7-eleven called christie's remember that yeah i'll never forget the first time i did a gig outside of boston i went up i think it was like new hampshire and I had some stupid joke about winning the lottery, how nobody respects you. Like you move into a rich neighborhood and they're like, what do you do? I'm a doctor. I did this. I'm a brain surgeon. What do you do? I say, oh, I went to Christie's. Like, you know, meaning I got a lottery ticket. It wasn't even a good fucking joke to begin with. And then I went up to New Hampshire and I told the joke. And I'm like, I went to Christie's. And it was the first time I used a reference that nobody fucking got. <laughs> and I was, remember the high five? You were gone by then. The high five gig. Where was that? The top of the only skyscraper in like Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, no. They're no one, one, yeah, yeah, and I, I ate my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do uh, a lot of uh, local material when I was living in Boston because it would kill, you know? So you do yeah. jokes about girls in Revere with big bulletproof hairdos and yeah. a lot of like regional shit. And then when I would go on the road, it was like I was disarmed. Like, none of my references would work. <laughs> I would tell a Revere Beach joke, and you would get, like, recognition laughter in Boston. But when you're on the road, they just, yeah. okay, where's the joke? And like, well, you remember those guys, and they'd have to, they'd go down to Jersey and be like, uh, what's the equivalent to Revere Beach down here? Yes, you got, you got, you yes, like, yes. You got to regionalize all your references. The only time that's happened lately is if I, I go over to Europe, and uh, I was saying to somebody the other day, one of the few things that not only I didn't have to change but fucking destroyed was a reference to uh, um, uh, Ric Flair. Really? That's the wrestler? How, Ric Flair. That's how big those guys are. Wow. Fucking destroyed in London, uh, Dublin, and Glasgow, Scotland. Well, they have a lot of American, uh, you know, American culture over there. England especially. I find that English, American comedians translate way quicker to England than England do to American. Yeah, we're we're like yeah, we're sto- we're snobs over here. We hear like a British accent. We're like English. Yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like the comedy doesn't translate as well. They have a very specific type of humor, but they get ours, you know. Yeah, I don't know what what I feel like. Uh, I feel when British comedians or, or comedians from over there, I either love them or I not only not do I not like them, but I feel like they're like 15 years behind the time, which is right. odd. They're because so nice over there. It's almost like the attitude they have as a country, as a culture, hampers their ability to tell real stand-up. Because real stand-up, there's a part of real stand-up that's like, what the fuck are you doing? 
You know, they don't have that. They don't they don't get that. But somehow they're, they're it comes almost... out in their music though. Like it yes. always seems like, you know, right. everything from like the Sex Pistols yeah. to, to fucking Ozzy Osbourne, these yeah. all these these yeah. broke, yeah. angry fucking dudes. It comes like... out of fighting too. There's a lot of tough MMA guys that come out of the UK. Yeah, somehow I'm trying but to think uh... they're, they're more polite. There's something about their humor. It's just like they're it's, you know what it is? It's cheeky. Isn't that the word that cheeky? they use? Cheeky. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just <laughs> some of them are really cheeky. good, you know, it's just but some of them are just it just doesn't you know and i think first of all the style of comedy that you and i come from too you get very spoiled at a for, for a certain particular type of comedy like boston comedy is a very specific kind of comedy if you stop and think about how many good comics have come from boston you know jay leno came from boston stephen wright came from boston guys that people don't know that are probably better than 90 percent of the fucking people that are like big name comics like gavin Don Gavin is one of the funniest guys ever walked the yeah, fucking Gavin. face of the earth. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He's a I, I masterful think, I, I, comedian. I think it's all like the East Coast. I think all the way down to like DC, the amount of guys. But I think that's but also. No, but but I also Boston think was a rare be, because, place because because we're from. Yeah, Boston does have because a lot they of big didn't guys. leave. They didn't leave. Those guys stayed there. No one left Boston. The big monsters: Steve Sweeney, Kenny Rogerson, those Don Gavin, Mike Donovan. When I was a kid, okay, and I and I when I first started doing open mics there, and those guys were all the national headliners or the the local headliners, rather, they'd be at Nick's and they'd be at right. you know the Connection. I I remember sitting there watching those guys, and they would have like some like national guy would come through, like Billy Crystal, and right. Billy Crystal would come through, and they would put on Don Gavin, Steve <laughs> Sweeney, and fucking and and Lenny Clark in a row, and then bring up Billy Crystal. And yeah, make it wasn't Billy Cri- fair. They did it on purpose. Yeah, oh yeah. They knew that the level of comedy was so high there, and these guys were only doing 20 minutes tight. The same tight 20 minutes, minutes but, they were doing but, for but five they're also years. doing, a lot of them were doing local references. Yep. Dude, I don't give a, if you put on four local headliners, yeah. In front of me, um, if I'm you're on fucked. the road, yeah, yeah I'm you're fucked. fucked. You're fucked. You're well, you're fucked for the first couple minutes until you can get them into your groove. But people love local shit, and Boston especially. Boston is such a, a, a city that's in love with being from Boston. So like Mike Sweeney, Donovan was one of my favorite. His name doesn't get brought up enough when people talk to yeah. Grace. That, that, he used to do that joke about uh, had some, some he his comedy was so blue-collar, and I was coming up... Uh, you know, working in warehouses and stuff. It was weird. My both my parents were professional white collar, but I I was a moron, so I <laughs> fucked up in school. So I had like blue collar jobs. So his comedy was just right out over the yeah. place. He did something. He had some sort of back and forth with the boss, and he made this reference. You know, basically telling the boss to go fuck himself. He said, "I'll take a twenty minute shit on the clock if I want to," and I fucking fell out because there was always that lazy fuck. Wouldn't help unload the trucks. He had every goddamn trick in the book on how to somehow make that eight-hour day go by. And one of them was when he would grab the Herald of the Globe to go take a shit. And it would somehow take like fucking 40 minutes every day. Yeah, Donovan was a uh, – he's another one. He's a master. There was a bunch of guys that were around back then. I mean, they're still around. I'm sure Donovan – if you live in Boston, you could probably find him headlining somewhere. I mean, he's still doing comedy, I'm sure, right? I know he, he ran afoul into the IRS for a bit. He owed a lot of those guys that were working for cash for a long time. They weren't paying taxes on it. I didn't hear anything about that. Uh, I, heard, I heard they were all up to date. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, I maybe, don't know what uh, you're talking about, Joe. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I misheard. <laughs> I misheard. I think those those guys out in Long Island. I think some of them did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I misheard. <laughs> oh, here's another one that doesn't get brought up. Teddy Bergeron. 
You ever get a chance oh, to see Teddy yeah, Bergeron? Yeah, Teddy, Holy Teddy shit, that guy was good. Let me tell you something. I saw that guy in 1988. I was at an open mic night. And it was one of the first times that I thought about quitting comedy. <laughs> I, oh, I went yeah. up. Yeah. It was an open mic night, and I went up, and I, you know, I did my little five minutes of fucking nonsense, stupid, terrible, bad comedy, just trying to make people laugh. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and didn't go so good. You know, those early sets, it was like one of my third or fourth sets, so not so good. Clumsy, you know, maybe one laugh, and then I fuck it up with a swag punchline, <laughs> and I just didn't know what I was doing. Teddy Bergeron goes up, and just so fucking smooth smooth and relaxed and the way he would talk just like mesmerizing and i had heard about his tonight show fucking set he had just done the tonight show and somebody had a video of it and they played the video and he plays the fucking piano he does like this talks about commercials and he plays uh -huh. the piano and talks about it's so fucking smooth and so good you would you would look at him and go okay this guy's gonna be gigantic this guy's gonna be bigger than than robin williams he's gonna be the biggest stand-up comic in the country never left boston just stayed yeah, they all stayed. I don't. Yeah, they were. They were. It was like Fucking townies. Crazy. They were like townies, but uh, but comedians. But that. Well, they guy, all got work. They all got work in Boston. They didn't have to leave. See, when they were working at Nick's Comedy Stop and they were working at you know Stitches and all these different clubs, they could hop around from club to club. Like there's a that that. Um, that, you ever see that documentary yeah, Fran Salamita did? Yeah. Stand up stood out. Yeah, and and you know Lenny Clark talks about all the different sets that he did. He would do all these different sets at night, and how he'd go from here to there, and there to there, and there to there, and close. They'd be making fifteen hundred bucks a night. Yeah, and he just hire yeah. a driver just yeah. to wait outside, and yeah. he'd do all the sets. What I loved about those guys is there was almost like a height requirement too. Like they were all like fucking six two, six giant. three, yeah. huge guys. And they could, like, literally would have, like, a keg of beer <laughs> over one shoulder and, like, an eight ball in their hand and would just be going from club to club destroying. Destroying. And Hammered then, and doing yeah. blow all the way. Yeah, just to keep their buzz yeah. going. Yeah. And then and then at the end of the night, dude, I heard some fucking, that, that back room at Nick's, man. Somebody, oh, uh, they offered to pay me in Coke. <laughs> what? Yeah, they would offer to pay yeah. you in Coke. Yeah, right, that, that was the deal. Did they go, you do Coke? I go, no. We could pay you in Coke. No. I'll take cash. Yeah, I'll take what cash. What the fuck? Like, I thought that was a joke. I didn't realize they pay you in Coke. They, yeah. they offered to pay you in Coke. And, they and that was what you. a lot of guys did. A lot of guys got some of their money in Coke. Because I they, guess... Are comedians and porn stars the two uh, careers that can get paid in Coke if it had to come down to yeah, it? Yeah, I would say probably bands, too. Bands. Probably a lot of bands. bands a portion of yeah. the boxers back in the About day. DJs. They, they, they'd give you some chips. You ever see that? I know it's just a photo op thing, but you ever see that that great picture of Sonny Liston? Yeah. Where he's uh, looks like he just knocked somebody out, and he's sitting there still in his boxer trunks, hands taped up. I think his hands were on, but I, that had to have been a promotional. Even even those mob guys would be like, come on, Sonny, let's, let's, let's get you showered <laughs> up here. a little. Yeah, let's get you showered. <laughs> Do you th don't you think that starting out in Boston was like one of the best places you could have ever chose to begin your comedy career? I think about that a lot. So lucky. When, whenever I think about that. Cause when we, did you start? What year? I started in March of 92. Uh, I was like 23, almost 24. So I started a little bit late. And I remember th just some of the times like when I've, I've gone on the road and uh, and you meet the young, the up and coming guys like yeah the comedy scene here sucks and blah 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 like like it sucks so bad like they don't even know what to do yeah and you always tell them well just go out and start a room like some of them like yeah. you know the scene so bad they don't even think of doing that yeah. it's like when you even start a room it's like oh pick a fucking sports bar that does no business on a Monday Tuesday and tell them that you're gonna get people in here you know lie to them that they, you know you're gonna get people to come in to watch these fucking open micers do five minutes each. Um, dude, the first time I ate my 
fucking balls on stage. I was doing this place, uh, Kelly's something or other, in either Reading or North Reading. It doesn't exist anymore. This comedian Jack Lynch booked it, and there would literally be like a Bruins game on TV. Yeah. And they wouldn't shut the game off either. Uh, fuck no. No, you had to do comedy over the game. Yeah. And the volume for the game was still on too. Yeah. A lot of those gigs down the Cape, I did a lot of those gigs, and you'd find out the fucking game was on while you got there. Like, fuck the game. Are oh. they going to leave the game on? That was like an, always an issue. Yeah. You're going to leave the game. And if they said, all right, we're going to turn the game off, they would turn the game off for everybody go, what the fuck? Yeah. You're fucking <laughs> shutting the game off? You're shutting the fuck? And then you would have to go do comedy for a bunch of people who were angry at you for shutting the game off. Uh, it was brutal. And I remember the second question, other than uh, are, are you going uh, to shut the game off, is, is, is there a stage? That <laughs> yes. was another thing. No, you, yeah. just saw, you, just stand, you just stand right over there. Dude, I remember doing a gig. This is how green we were. It was me, uh, Al Del Benny, Patrice O'Neill, and I want to say Dane Cook was on it. And we were so – Bobby Kelly – I think it was his gig that he booked. We were so green. And years later, I finally figured it out. They gave us this microphone. It was a lapel mic. Oh, my God. So we had to go up and, and, <laughs> and do comedy with just like a lapel on, like we were doing Letterman. But we were so green, we didn't know that you clipped it on. So we were all standing there holding. I swear what? to God, holding a lapel mic. I remember Patrice. He's like fucking 6'5", holding. Because I remember – that's right, Del Benny <laughs> – Al Del Benny was hosting. He's like, what the fuck is up with this mic? He's like, this is the smallest mic ever. Look, I'll put it in my he had it in his mouth. And we're all laughing at them like, yeah, what a half-assed fucking gig. And we were so stupid that we didn't understand what it was. And like he would literally, Al would bring me up and then hand me the mic like a teacup with his pinkies out. <laughs> pinky out. And I would just be like, hey, keep it going for Al. And yeah, my dad was, he was pretty nuts growing up with like three fingers up in the air holding this thing. Have you done stand-up on a, on a talk show with a lapel mic? Yeah, I actually really like it. Do you? Yeah, I You ever like thought it. about going Bobby Brown style on stage? Y'all ready for this? Oh. I know uh, Chris Titus does that. Titus wears like a headgear thing. I don't like that. I don't like jackets, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like the head. I don't hate. I don't know how you do comedy with a jacket on. I don't mind it if it's cold. If it's cold, I'll wear a jacket. I on can stage. wear it makes a, me feel a comfortable. zip up. I can wear a zip up, but the sport coat it just oh, it doesn't move coat. with the shirt. I like, wore a sport coat the first time I went on stage because I thought that's how you're supposed to dress. I had a sport oh, yeah. coat with the sleeves rolled up yeah. like this. I was talking about that Miami Vice T-shirt. T-shirt. I had yeah. a wacky T-shirt, a T-shirt with like a silly smile on it because I thought that's how. You, and a pin. I had like a button or something on my fucking sports coat. Did you guys see Chris Rock on Leno the other day just owning? <laughs> oh, funny. that was so great. What happened? Funny. Just fucking with it. Like Jay, what you doing here? <laughs> what? Dude, last time I was here. A dude with red hair. He goes, and now, and then he started saying that uh, Kevin, the the, the, yeah, you the band guy, brother. you got a cheaper brother, and the guy's like, "Man, that's cold," because he's. You know. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He, he attacked. He attacked. It was uncomfortable. Oh. He he kept on going into it. Like it. you could tell Jay when he like, "Let's perfect. do something else." It was dude, that is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. What is how he got that show back? Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's fucked up. I, I don't. Look, I don't disagree with him though. Look, you know. Everybody puts it this way. Look, the guy was on top. He was fucking number one. Number one. And they come along and say, we're going to lose you or we're going to lose Conan unless we give him the Tonight Show. So we want to give him the Tonight Show. And he's like, what? Fucking really? You're going to take my gang away from me? And so he goes, okay, all right. I'm in. And under duress, he offers to give up the gig in five years. See, that's okay? the thing. But he's number one. I don't Hold, think it's under second. duress. He was I think number he's brilliant. I think but, he's brilliant. But he was number one. So he gets kicked off. 
they put this new guy on. The new guy is bombing. He's eating dick. Okay, that's what no one wants to talk about. Conan O'Brien on the Tonight Show wasn't that good. Yeah, but no, Leno's no, that's, doing, no, no, that's, that's bullshit. bullshit that's because bullshit. Leno's doing the exact same ratings right now as, as Conan okay, was. Okay, but Leno, All right, time Leno, out. I'm not, no, no, no. Well, we're going to go back to that. It dropped substantially. It dropped substantially from where it was before. From where it was when Leno was hosting it to where it was. Yeah, but ratings in general. I can refute all that. Hold on a second. They fucked Conan by not letting him do any of his... He couldn't do the masturbating bear. Couldn't do all these different different sketches. Couldn't do Triumph the Insult Dog. Couldn't do any of that shit. All right, but because here's, here's it's, the it's thing, a, too. It's an 11 o'clock show. They fucked it. If when Jay Leno got the Tonight Show... Right. If he had to follow Johnny Carson bombing for an hour, you're totally right about that. The I mean, ten dude, o'clock, that, that's, that's that like was the worst comedian, decision ever. But that's like a, if a comedian yes. bombs for, in front of you right. for a half hour in front of you. I mean, you got to spend. Well, not only that, you got to hijack the Tonight Show because the Tonight Show was always the late night show where guys would go on and all the guests would go on and it would be like an important spot. Well, the ten o'clock spot became just as important. So he was like, they were like siphoning off guests. Like, you know, you couldn't have a guy who's promoting, you know, Mel Gibson goes on Jay Leno's show and then goes on Tonight Show as well. No, you, you're only going to have one or the other. Like, yeah, and you're TV lose is guests. all about so the lead for guests. Yes. So the brilliance yeah. of it was Jay bombing actually fucked Conan. They, they gave Conan... Right. He, we had the show for like six months right. before they were started going like, all right, let's get this guy out of here and he got it back. Now, I think... Uh, I think taking... I, mean, I, I think it was a brilliant it move. away from it. I, I think it was a brilliant... Brilliant... The way Jay pl- played it was absolutely brilliant. And I don't I, think he and, bombed and, on purpose. No, no, I'm not saying bombed on purpose, but the way he played it, like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then the fucking 12th hour, yeah, I'm going to leave, but I'm not retiring. And then they freaked the fuck out. So like he, ne- I don't. I, this is how we look at it. Like I understand Jay being like, "Look, I had the number one show. What are you kicking me off for?" He's totally right about that. But I also, I don't look at Conan like he failed. Like Conan, no, no, no. Conan, Conan got Conan, fucked. He Conan got, got fucked. fucked. Yes, he got fucked. Because- I completely agree. But what I'm saying is, you got to realize that Jay Leno had the number one spot. He was number one in the late night wars before they gave it to Conan. So why would he give a fuck if if they gave the show to Conan and then offered it back to him? Why would he not take it? Conan no, took I, it from I, him. I, I don't. But, you know, but everybody's I, making I'm out like s- Jay is this asshole for taking Conan's job. Like, wait, Conan took his job. Conan's not a, he's not a poor man. He's a rich man. Like, we're really worried yeah, about the thing, him here. It but didn't what, work. What's fucked up about it is Conan keeps saying, don't feel bad for me. He made, he made a great little, uh, he said a great little thing on, on his last episode. He said, don't be cynical, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I hate people who are cynical. He said this really positive thing. Don't feel bad for me. Played fucking Freebird with the band. Went out like a man, and that was it. He's never bitched about it or any of that type well, of shit. Dude, they gave but him dude, forty fucking million dollars. I think that would smooth, smooth things over a bit. See, no matter what Conan does, he's an asshole. <laughs> I don't think he's an asshole. And he also, no, 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 he isn't sh- a shrewd businessman. That whole, I mean, I, I'm going 10, yes. I'm going to 10. He, he I mean, does I, do I, that, I, I, but I, I, if that's how he wants to portray himself, who, who gives that's a That's fine. Fuck? That's the, but I'm saying that's the only thing that fucking annoys me about the whole thing. I don't know. The have only thing that annoyed me was when everybody's making a big deal like Jay's taking Conan's job, but Conan took Jay's job. And you know? Jay took Johnny's job. He yeah. fucking forced him out. Did he really? Yeah. I don't know about that. How did he, yeah. how did he force him out? Ah, that fucking book I read. <laughs> I read the late shift. <laughs> I had a fucking book I read. I read the, the fucking late shift book. It's I read. It's hilarious all, how much it's, people pay attention to these late night wars. No, but this this is the thing though. If 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 Jay only got first of all, Jay without Johnny bombing in front of him, going on after like fucking ER and Seinfeld and all those hit shows, dude. It still took him eighteen months. 
Remember, Letterman was kicking the shit out of him. Yes, until he got Hugh Grant on. It, right. it took him 18 months you know, to get, you know to get really it going. So about this to argument? give him only six fucking months, and he's got to follow the previous host eating his balls for a half hour in front of him. It was, it was bullshit. They well, it was just a ridiculous idea. It was a ridiculous idea. They were just afraid to let Conan go. And Conan was like, look, I want the fucking Tonight Show. And they didn't want to give it to him. They go back and forth. And so they give it to him. They give no, him the I, Tonight they Show. They thought that Jay's I numbers think, were going to drop. Yeah. In five years, they're like, all right, he's going to be pushing 60. Who's, you know, who's going to want to watch this That's now? That's the you dumbest know? thing ever. A guy's going to, what? Johnny Carson got better as he got older. That's ridiculous. This is what I think. I think Conan's going to be way better off on a network that just lets him do whatever the fuck he wants. I think TBS is going to let him go crazy. And he owns his show, dude. He owns that show. It's, it's going to be so much. He's brilliant. And, you know, we, when Conan is at his best, when you get to see how funny it is, like, you ever see that, that one sketch they did about um, baseball? A bunch of people who play baseball, like uh, like 1800s baseball. They have like a vin- they wear vintage clothes. They make their own oh, clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that sketch. Fucking genius. Hilarious. Because he just goes balls out. It's just him, you know? It's just him. Him being funny. If they, I guarantee you, they fucked with him too much when they switched him over to eleven o'clock. They probably cut all the 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 like the meat and the anything controversial out of his monologues or out of his sketches. They probably stopped him from doing a lot of shit. Yeah, and he said when he left, "Don't feel bad for me." And people are still saying that he's uh, he's whining, which I don't get. I mean, he did he did jokes about it in, in, in his monologue. But what the fuck he supposed to do? Yeah. Is this sitting there talking about, about maybe you're going to get replaced? You're supposed to go out there and be like, hey, did you see the earthquake in Haiti? It was funny when they uh, had a, a car. I think it was a Bugatti, a million-dollar car, and they played the Rolling Stones, Get No Satisfaction, and there was a sketch just to spend money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure is bullshit. It is bullshit, yeah. But it's still pretty funny. Yeah. It's pretty funny that he did it like that. Speaking of that, I was watching one of those car auctions uh, the other uh, yesterday, and I'm just sitting there looking at all these awesome old cars that I would love to to own and as the price kept going up and up and up on some fucking like ferrari it just was just i i started to resent the people in the crowd like are these the bankers is this what they did with the trillion who the fuck has the money <laughs> they they there was some if you can bring it up for your listeners there's a fucking car in 1958 that bmw made it was designed by a guy who actually was in refrigerating or whatever. Literally, the front of the car fucking opens up like a refrigerator, and you walk out the front, and there's one back door. It's like a mini car. A 1950, I think it's a BMW 600 or 300. 19, there it is. Bring that thing up, okay? What the fuck? It's a hunk of shit. It's the Isetta, I-S-E-T-T-A, 1957. Oh, I've seen that before. I've seen it's one like of those. It's like a little mini Cooper. Yeah, it looks just like it. So, There's one in uh, this European car there you go. magazine. Spin, spin around so you can see it. So basically, look, it's got one wiper in the front. It's a, a five-year-old yeah. could get licensed to drive the thing. So this guy paid like eleven grand for it. He's like, ah, you know, I'm hoping to get thirty. Yeah, but I got thirty-five. I got thirty-five. I got forty. The fucking thing went for sixty-seven five. Sixty-seven thousand dollars for that. Sixty-seven thousand five hundred dollars for that but hunk of shit. Guys like Jay Leno, those car collector dudes, they like to have like old cars, like rare old cars. That yeah, but I don't mind. Jay's, Jay's money's clean. He didn't stand up. He's doing that. I'm talking about these these other fucking guys. It's like if you're not well, famous. How do you know who's in the audience where they got their money Dude, from? Dude, what are they all invented PlayStation? Maybe they they own farms. <laughs> they fucking they sell LCD electronics. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Well, what, let me ask you, what do these fucking bankers spend all that money on? Dude, they took a trillion dollars. Where did it go? They're at the fucking car auctions. The amazing thing about that whole banker thing, the whole bailout, was that those guys still wanted bonuses. 
They still wanted bonuses, even though their bank failed and the government had to give them billions of dollars. They're like, Dude, it goes beyond that. They bonuses. got the fucking houses. They got the bailout money. They kept it. Then they're fucking guys like me, 28 bucks a month. Our records only go back four months. And <laughs> they kept the money and they got the fucking houses back to do it again. They're going to do it again. Cunts. I swear to God, they should get the death penalty. You touch a kid, you fuck with an animal, or you make old people eat dog food for the last 15 years of their life when they thought they were going to live in their houseboat or their dreams. You should be fucking murdered. Publicly. Bernie Madoff. Dead? Just Bernie, kill him? Bernie Madoff is a lightweight. He's a lightweight? He fucked over 50 like... billion? That's nothing? It, but it was, he only fucked over six people. These what? guys fucked over a whole country. It's no, six. Bernie Look Madoff. it up. It's on Wikipedia. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, Bernie Madoff, Bernie Madoff is the sacrificial lamb. That guy should be killed, too. But he was the guy. Like, the funny thing is, is people look at Bernie Madoff, and they look like, like they, well, they took down one of the bankers. Right. He's not a banker. He was, he was like a fucking uh, an investment banker. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he was like one of those private guys. Like, Joe, yes. I know what to do yes. with your fucking money. Yes. He didn't have, like, an ATM that you could use. He no. was He was a, one of those guys, the Smith Barney guys, right? He fucked a lot of important Jesus, people. Jesus, I'm stupid. <laughs> well, he fucked a bunch of people that should have known better. You know, there was a lot of people that were in the business. That's how... When I just like that he, I always at least thought, he fucked other rich people. Yeah, we, he fucked most rich, but he fucked also a bunch of, uh, like, uh, different uh, Jewish uh, groups that had uh, charities. He fucked charities over. He fucked a lot of people over. But uh, he was he was fucking over people that were in the whole the 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 industry the financial industry. So they should have known what he was doing was fucked up, and they still were like, "But look at the returns!" And so they just dove in, even though like none of it made sense. There was people that were calling for an investigation into his his firm like years and years ago, and they ignored it. They just kept going. The guy was the fucking head of the FCC at one point in time, or what is it? The New York Stock Exchange. What was he the head of? Nasdaq was it? Nasdaq he was the head of. I don't know. I think he was the head of Nasdaq, and the. Not FCC. He's the head of NASDAQ. And this fucking guy goes on to be the biggest Ponzi scheme mastermind in the history of the country. I mean, that's pretty incredible. A guy that, like, worked in the system. He must have known that it's impossible to figure it out. Like, I always, I never paid attention. Like, I look at the stock market. I see all those numbers going back and forth. And I'm always like, what the fuck is all that? What does that even mean? You know, I somebody knows. It's a crap table, dude. You know, it, it seems like it's all bullshit, but look, obviously, there's this Alan Greenspan guy. He seems very bright. He's got everything under wraps. Someone knows. Until this whole financial collapse came along and this Bernie Madoff thing came along, I was like, oh, they don't even know. Nobody even knows. Nobody knows how this thing works. The no, financial it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a belief system. That's crazy. You, yeah. you, have, you have to believe that it works. Like, I started reading. Well, it's a belief system because a lot of it's based started, on confidence. I started reading up on it. And I started, you know, as I always do, I read a little bit and then I start pontificating and then two follow-up questions and my whole argument falls on the ground. But after reading a little bit more, I read that book, The uh, Case Against the Fed, and uh, I stopped talking to people about it because it's like if I really start informing people and everybody knows this whole thing is going to fucking collapse. So I just became part of the lie. <laughs> so now <laughs> play, I'm play what, dumb. Yeah, no, no, it's all coins. That, yeah. I, I like like people going, put your money in the bank. It's safe. That, it's insured. Up to 200, really? And you're going to go with insurance companies? The only people right. fucking more corrupt? Yeah, it's insured until it isn't. The craziest thing is when you go to New York and Times Square and you see that one building that has the national debt and how it's accumulating and it's just no. spinning. Just They had to add an extra fucking zero to it recently. Oh, just yeah. No, they coming around. They had, uh, like, we hit a point the legal amount of debt we're allowed to have. So we didn't know what the fuck to do. So they had a quick meeting and then they just doubled it. 
It just doubled. And like the there you go. Okay, is. so now it's not a problem. No, we're only totally, halfway totally there now. Know. So, um, yeah, dude, I gotta admit, like there's there's a lot of terrifying things about living out here in Los Angeles, living in a, a city that is in a bankrupt state with a you know doesn't really have a water supply. Technically, you live in a fucking desert. Yeah, the property is like uh, really overrun and all that crazy uh, drug cartel shit. I mean, is essentially right there. Couple geographically, hours it's right down the fucking street. Two hours drive. It's like if you're living in Afghanistan and the war is two hours away, you'd be like, wow, we're pretty close to the shit. Yeah. You know like what I'm saying? You, if like if we could in, take a road trip. You want to go yeah. to the war today? Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally, especially when you're in San Diego. Whenever I'm down in San Diego, you're fucking half an hour from Tijuana. It's unsettling. And those, those, you know something? This is something. I, wow, I wish it was a, a, a Mexican comedian here right now. I really <laughs> wish it was because this is called Willie Barcena. Because this one I've always wondered is why they got so offended by that sign that has that the running has Mexicans, the, the, oh. the, the, the running family across the street. Right. Why is that offensive? They, you, we don't want to run over you. People are embarrassed because they're embarrassed by the idea that Mexicans have to get into this country that way. And you know, Oh, you know, I get it. It's right. embarrassing. And it's not realistic because there's only three people in the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Man. The whole idea about Mexico being that close, you know, it's got to be embarrassing. There's, there's no other place in the world that I know of where there's a first world country connected to a third world country, you know? Yeah, but what the fuck is the solution? See, if you open the borders and you let people go everywhere, that, like I said, this is not going to last. No, you can't. You, this, you can't. This, this standard of living that we have in America, it wouldn't be the same. If we had open borders and anybody could just immigrate to America, it would get fucked quick. Yeah, you got to have the gated community. Uh, well, that's what the United States is. People. It's like a big fucking gated community. Well, I don't think you should just be able to walk. Can I... Like we get a lot of shit for that. I mean, can I just? Can you just walk into France? Some can places, you do that? some countries. You can pretty you can. much go anywhere you want to if you wanted to. You know. Well, I'm saying legally. Can I just? Uh, can legally? I just, just no, start I living in France? So. I don't know. I think you I, can I know go some there. Countries that are really. No, hard. I know I can go there and visit and get fucking. Dude, I can actually. That's one of my things I really want to do. Is I wanna. I would love to become fluent in and uh, be able to speak French, and then go over there and act as the ignorant American just to hear the shit that they're saying <laughs> and just act as dumb as I possibly my, my ex hey where's the Eiffel Tower <laughs> <laughs> ain't that big Mona Lisa sitting there all expressionless my ex big fucking whoop blonde hair my ex just blonde hair girl but could speak uh, Spanish so uh -huh. it was great she, like she would have her own fun just going in you know and like listening to people talk about her when she walked by and stuff but she uh, they could, must did talk she, did mad she, did she, did she ever bust them huh oh nonstop she would bust them all the time. Like, we'd be waiting in line at El Poe Local, and they would say, like, look at that chick's tits or something like that. She'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, like, you know, back in Spanish. Or she was giving her a phone do? number. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah, if you hear, like, cinco, seis. Yeah, cinco, cinco, seis, seis. Zero. Gordo. <laughs> no, I got the Rosetta Stone uh, uh, Spanish-speaking one. You want to learn Spanish? Yeah. Dude, I got it in Christmas 08. Right. Still yeah, in the box. Cracked it. Still in the box. Plastic still on it. Right. It's like <laughs> an elliptical machine. You know, it's like for me, it's like those fucking uh, Mavis Bacon learned how to type. I, I buy those fucking things every couple yeah, of years. Oh, they got a new learn how to type program. Eventually, I'm going to learn how to type. I, use, I type quick, but I use fucking three fingers. I use like these two and this one. And I'll go every now and then I'll throw this motherfucker in the mix. Maybe three fingers in this hand. And I would kind of move to two on this hand. So I don't use Types the whole. like a burn victim. Yeah. <laughs> like a lobster claw I, thing. I, I type like I've had my hands smashed with hammers. <laughs> but I always say I'm going to eventually get that fucking Mavis Bacon. I'm going to get on it. Dude, you, you'll be like, I've, I'm really surprised at some of the shit that I've, I've finally, 
Like the only thing I ever worked on was being a comedian because I thought it was going to solve all my problems. People are going to see me on stage. He's funny and everybody's going to stop fucking with me. And everything was going to work out. And then what ended up happening is the only thing I was remotely decent at was being a comedian. So I finally learned how to start fixing shit. Like what kind of shit? Did I fix my toilet in, in, in New York? I got a tenant back there and he was bitching about something. We got this fucking awful landlord. He always comes in, I swear to God, with like used parts from other other apartments and they never work so i just looked in the back like i was just picturing how dumb he looks yet he knows how to do it so i just i don't know what i did i went on youtube i watched a couple of videos it's a toilet it's basic and i just sort of figured shit out and, I'm, and i listened i flushed it i looked and i figured out what the father flapper it's a fucking eight dollar flapper and then i got it and i was like ah fuck how does this go in and he's just like just it's almost like when I got better at computers where I stopped freaking out and I just was just like, just stop, take in information, process it, and think. That's what I – it, it, fucking two seconds. Yeah, I wish I had the time, the patience, and the interest to build my own car because I would love oh, to do I'd that. I'd love to do get like one of those kits. Corvette, like a I'm 67 so jealous vet. of people who can do that. Oh, the body's good. I'll Mem- fucking toss yeah. a 350. I wish fucking I could do that. Fucking bondo it. Remember it that old – The mask on yeah. shit. The old Jeep <laughs> kits. Remember the old Jeep kits? You could buy a kit and build your own army Jeep. Remember yeah. it was like a 1000 bucks or something cars. like that? They still have kit cars. Yeah. And you could take a kit car like a Noble. I remember they used to sell the Noble in America, but you couldn't buy it with a, a powertrain. You couldn't buy it with a, an engine. You had to put your own engine, your own powertrain in it. So it's basically like a, a do-it-yourself fucking car. Uh, they had a bunch I, of those. I knew a guy uh, who had a friend in this state I used to live in. I'm not going to say where, but uh, back in the day, the Jeep CJ7, they basically kept the same chassis, body, all that shit for like fucking 15 years. So he had some old piece of shit one. So what he did was he went out and he stole a brand new one and just parked them side by side in his garage and just took apart the new one and put all the new... So all the numbers still match. Whatever the numbers are supposed to be, like on the frame and all that, everything matched. And he just... He did like a uh, like plastic surgery. And he just took all the new shit that he needed. Uh, I think he had to keep his engine block, and there was the frame or something like gearheads would know what he would have. So to what keep. did he do with the the rest of the stuff? Then he just took like he had like a weld. He's like a welding thing, and he just sort of cut it into pieces and would just sort of. <laughs> Remember the Great Escape when they just would just drive dump the dirt out of the bottom of their the pants? Yeah, yeah, he would just sort of dump shit here or there. If you just have a piece of a frame, they're not going to give a fuck, or you know, they don't even know what it is. How do you prove it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I didn't really. I mean, I I don't have the mechanical know how to say exactly what he did, but I he, but I said what did he do with the extra shit, and that was basically it. He cut it down into smaller pieces. You can't fucking build a car today. Like you can't build a new 2011 Shelby Mustang convertible. You can't build it. Yeah, with you the know, computer chips. But it's you computer can do. and there's so much shit going on. It's like it's so complicated. You know, it's not like the old days. You know, if you if you in the old days, if your fucking engine blew, you could replace your engine. You know, all you need is like a crane and a buddy who knew what the fuck he was doing. And yeah, you know, but it was also much more like my first card. I had I had a Ford Ranger and I actually learned if I wanted to go, I just didn't have the balls to do it because I didn't have a friend who could fix the problem. You know what I mean? So I had to keep it very like I was like a hygienist, but like working on a fucking <laughs> car. Like, you know, I, I, you learn, you know, changing the oil is the first thing. Then you learn how to change the belts. Then yeah. you start doing the spark plugs, then you get the timing light, and I got right to the fucking point where I was gonna start fucking with, uh, I don't know what, trying to do like the pistons and shit, and maybe I'll, uh, 
I'll try to get some more horsepower in this. And I was just like, Phil, it's a fucking Ford Ranger, two-wheel drive. What are you, a douchebag? <laughs> yeah, just be right, happy. <laughs> just be happy that, it, that, it's, that it's running. I changed my oil That's once, funny. and I dumped it into the sewer. I dumped it into one of those, uh, you know, those they have those. It was those the those 80s. It was legal. <laughs> I, I didn't even think. I was, you know, 17 years old. I was retarded. And, and as I'm dumping it in, this guy walks by. He goes, yeah, that's a good place for that. And I thought, yeah, that's a good place for that. And I thought about, like, oh, he's making fun of me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a douchebag. God, why did I think it was okay to pour the oil in this fucking drain? And oh, then I no. thought, I, that fucks with me today. Really? Still, still? Still, I think about it sometimes. I think about it sometimes that I poured oil into the drain like a retard. And then this guy came by and go, yeah, that's a good place for that. And then I was so dumb. I was like, yeah, it is a good place for it, right? It fucks with you because you're into the environment or because he made you look stupid? Because I was a retard. Not because oh. he made me look stupid. I was stupid. He probably thinks the same thing like that asshole. I can't probably believe still, it. <laughs> you know? He's probably dead, that old fuck. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I, like, I like how you were uninformed. And because you're uninformed, he becomes an old oh, fuck. Oh, an old fuck. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Makes it funnier. Do you know there's so many weird things like that? <laughs> yeah, like, there's a, there I can't say that, that gentleman. He's probably passed away. There's so yeah. many weird things like that that you're not allowed to dispose of like that, too. Well, like things like, like monitors. the water, man. It gets into the ocean. Yeah, but like but the crazy thing is that the oil that I put in is nothing compared to what's on the fucking road every day. I mean, everybody's leaking oil. You're driving up and down the street. It rains. It goes in the gutter. That's it goes right, right in the ocean. Show. Justify it any way you have to. Oh, I don't justify it. I told you. I'm ashamed to this day. One time I was in, I was fishing. In, I used to uh, dump it in the woods. Really? I, just take, I, I didn't know because I, I didn't. I didn't That's know. Not as bad as putting it in the river. I didn't know. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that. And then, but then I figured out they had this place down the street near the fire department. They had this big, uh, I don't know, it was this giant thing that you just you just dumped your oil in. Right. Back in the day when there wasn't computer chips and it was easy. I was in the uh, I was in the Charles River fishing once. And uh, it was right across the street from my house where I lived in Boston. And I saw this bubbling in the water. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. I was looking. I was like, something's like bubbling. Like water's coming up. This is kind of crazy. And then I saw a rubber. And then I realized that what I was looking at was shit. Some of it was shit. It was uh, a broken oh. sewer pipe that was pouring uh. directly into the river. So every time people flush their toilet, shit and piss and rubbers and tampons uh. were just floating in this, in this fucking river. <laughs> Disgusting. Unfinished medicine. Oh, it was so nasty. <laughs> and I went for a little bit further down. There was a waterfall. At the bottom of the waterfall, there was foam. Oh, like yeah. there was so much chemicals in the water that it made like a thick white and yellow foam at the yeah. bottom of the water. Yep, there you go. That's that's Boston. You know what's worse is like uh, baby diapers in parking lots of like like Target. The other day was that, and there was fucking just these little squares where they like changed the diaper that was and me, they were bro. like Sorry put it that. on the ground and stuff. I got out and stepped right on it. It was just like it's just like everywhere. I see it all that the was, time now. That that's was the me, suburban man. landmine. I apologize for that. <laughs> that's a big thing to do, I guess. You don't want to keep it in your car My when you fucking, drive home. My car always has diapers in it. My wife takes these diapers, wraps them up in these little bombs, and leaves them there. And then I hop in my car, and I'm like, why the car smells like shit? Uh, oh, and I God. find these little diaper bombs everywhere, little piss bombs. They're everywhere. It's They're all over my new, fucking house. It's that newborn smell. It's not that bad. My two-year-old has some pretty stinky poops, but... You know, yeah, at this point, the kid's bad. probably gone to like fucking McDonald's. No, starting to screw up the I don't, colon. I, eat them. I don't. I don't serve them shitty food. Fuck that. Do she you, gets she gets fries and stuff occasionally, and ice cream occasionally, but for the most part, she eats healthy. You know, if you get them into eating shitty food or get make shitty food a big deal, make it exciting. You know, make it something special. You know, that's why McDonald's is a fucking playground. You drive by right. McDonald's, she sees these bright colors and tubes and slides and shit. They just want to go in there, but the food's fucking. If I ever terrible. have kids, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed them shit food, make them fat, so I can feel I can be feel better about them. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> better yeah, about myself, you know. 
You're so the good. first person I've ever seen feed their kid octopus. I was like, whoa, octopus. Yeah, That's ridiculous. She, she likes it. She enjoys it. She asked for octopus. And people are like, your fucking kid's asking for octopus? Yeah, I can't. That's too fishy Tastes for good. me. Too chewy. That's, Do you I, ever uh, eat octopus sushi? Yeah, I've, God, I've, I've tried damn, mess. delicious. Yeah. I love it. No, dude, that's... That's when, like, the, the, the hardcore Japanese guy is giving you the fucking heads up, like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> like, the grosser it is, that means you're I really into nasty sushi. shit. I eat nah. sea urchin. That's my other favorite. Mm. Dude, I'm the classic American sushi. I'm like, yeah, let me get a yellowtail hand roll, spicy. <laughs> California roll. Yeah, tuna, the fish. tuna roll. I keep it real, uh, put salmon, salmon avocado. I keep it really. Uh, me too. That's Even like eel, eel roll I like, but it's just kind of, there's just something to, like tuna, I just, I don't have any sort of guilt when I eat that, even though they're dying off, but eel, it just seems like an unnecessary one to, to eat. Really? Eel? I like eel the eel sauce. I don't like eel because of the sauce. I only like sushi that you don't need sauce for. I like like yellowtail, tuna, that kind of shit. How, how bad are the tuna going extinct? Is that like a big deal? I don't know. Everything's but... going extinct because there's too many fucking people and we keep, uh... The problem is, is they make too much money off of us. Like we're not like we're not people. We're these things they make money off of. So they need as much of us around. Again, it's the, they. you know it's what? Always they. All 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 the animals Black are gonna water. come back when the robots when the robots take over. Just be like I am Legend. Deer running through the streets of Manhattan. That kind of shit. I don't think it'll be that bad because they'll, they'll keep Manhattan, but it'll definitely be like in Jersey. Jersey will all grow over. I went to Colorado. <clears throat> people are useless. I went to Colorado and I was living there for four months. And when I came back, uh, a deer had decided to make my backyard home in L.A. It's right out here. And every day this deer would be wandering through my yard uh, chewing grass. And they just decided that since nobody was here, there's no noise. They just started moving in. Interesting. Oh. As soon as I moved back in, she stopped coming around. But she could literally jump. That's that fence is six feet high, and it's fucking uh, wrought iron. She would jump right over. Oh yeah, they got it's got to be eight feet. It's I know incredible. I got a buddy of mine has a has a problem with that, so he's got this eight foot. My cheek, you're really not that navel. He's like, no, dude, I got a kid, and then the na- uh, the the deer come in. Yeah, they really do. They hop right over a six foot fence. It's incredible to watch it. It's like doing. They just fly through the air. But they were moving in. They were ready to take over. You got a gun range out here. Uh, I got a, a fake pig that I shoot arrows into. Can we do that after the podcast? <laughs> Fuck yeah, son. Can you teach me how to do that shit? Fuck yeah, yeah. You want to shoot arrows? Yeah. I'm learning how to... a couple of You know what I'm doing right now? I'm learning how to pick a lock on... Yeah, yeah I'm going to be one of those urban survivor guys whenever Is it they... like a thousand degrees in this room? It really is. Let me yeah. go turn on the AC. I, ju- I, just Bill, fi- I just... Talk to these people while I turn on the AC. All right. I'm learning how to pick a lock... On uh, YouTube. I'm trying to learn how to hotwire a car. YouTube's great for that shit. Yeah, you can... Fu- Dude, I've taught myself how to play guitar, mm-hmm. how to play drums. Uh, I've watched people get knocked out, get kicked in the balls. Hide a camera <laughs> into the toilet paper roll thing on the side of the, in the bathroom. I found out how to do that. Oh, yeah. You can become a real fucking creep on, yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> it all, that's what I love about the internet. You really can just become the person yeah. that you... If you feel like, you know, I want to be... Uh, better read you can go to wikipedia right and see what morons think about the subject that you want to learn about or if you want to add a little creepy shit to your to your uh to your personality you can do that i want to learn how to pick a fucking lock yeah just so i can do it yeah because i because i only know the credit card technique where you slide it in and that never works you know where you especially like no, they were showing i was watching somebody like first of all, you have to know like how a lock works right like what it is in there and this person literally you know like the little clip-on thing from the pen mm-hmm. they somehow jam that in there and then take like a hairpin 
I'm so full of shit. I, did, I haven't learned. I, I watched somebody do it, and I want to try it. <laughs> That's basically it. But the overhead is I have to buy a lock, so I haven't quite committed to it. You know right. what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy the lock, and it's going to sit right on top of my fucking learn how to speak Spanish. I figure if <laughs> I'm breaking into a lock, I might as well kick the door in. Yeah, yeah but I don't have your martial lock? art training. Just learn how to kick a bag. It's not going to move or hit you back. It's not hard to kick a door. Right. Doors are easy. That's why it's funny when you see a guy like on those fucking those uh, like videos of cops breaking the doors and the guy like especially the old school ones from the sixties. The guy's kicking the door over and over again. He can't get it to break. <laughs> doors what, are why? easy. Oh, doors are easy. Well, doors then, are then easy. how come he's not able to do it? Because he's a faggot. Well, there you go. I never understood so, why they don't just go for the window. Technique. There is something about yeah. Literally, he likes sex with the same. Where's this? Is that my water or yours? This is empty. I don't want to take a chance. There's one that behind one, your that laptop. One's mine. mine one's right there. You don't want to take a chance. You're the one who busted out the fake asshole a minute into this podcast. <laughs> well, I don't mean, when I say faggot, I don't mean faggot like as in a gay man. You mean pussy. I mean, yeah. That, that's one of my words I will not give up, no matter how much people give me shit about. You know, now Louis C.K.'s got that big chunk on it. I, I have a, a problem with that. That word, to me, is not a gay slur. You know what really drives me crazy? When they're saying you can't say gay. Like you can't say that's gay. Like it's it's offensive or gay insensitive. Means, means lame. Well, didn't it always mean joyful? In the beginning, it made you know like have a gay old it meant time. Happy. It means it happy. Meant, yeah. It meant happy. The gay nineties, the eighteen nineties. Yeah. Well, yeah, words it became changed. Homosexual. And why can't they accept that it also means lame? Because uh, certain groups own words. What if you spell it G H E Y? Gays own gay. Jewish people own Holocaust. You know that whole thing Black with Jim Jeffries? Black people own dope. Were you on the and Yopi white and Anthony show? Exquisite. Were you on the ONA show when uh, <laughs> Jeffries was talking about his... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How ridiculous is that? He wanted a, Jim Jeffries, a hilarious comedian, wanted to name his uh, DVD Alcoholocaust. Yep. And apparently it offended a bunch of Jewish people. They got super upset. I think it offended the, the ones who are in the group. I think generally speaking, most people don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know about that. I would say that a lot of people who are Jewish would probably have a problem with that. People are very, very sensitive to that. You know, they don't want you cracking jokes on something that fucked up their whole. You know. Well, yeah. Well, he explained it, and he didn't even need to explain it. I, just, I get it. I didn't think he was making fun of Jewish people. He was saying like he's drinking so much. Yeah, that he's a holocaust. He's, he's having a holocaust of alcohol. Yeah. You can't own a word. I mean, just calling something a, a holocaust. Look, what they need another word for what happened to the Jews in Nazi Germany. I mean, it's a horrible, horrible thing, and it is a holocaust. But it's not the only holocaust. You can't own that word now. You can't. Yeah, use they holocaust treat it like uh, uh, the Ohio State University. <laughs> like it's trademarked. <laughs> the the, the yeah. holocaust. Like it's it's trademarked. It's e a word. To Describe anything that's atrocious, anything that's horrible. I mean, that's really what it is. It's a it's a word to describe well, as usual, a terrible I, disaster. I've never looked it up. I don't know what it means. Well, let's let's look up the official <laughs> term of Holocaust, Brian. Tell us what it is. I I, I just look up a and then look up the. Holocaust. I mean, look, it was it's not that he's making light of this horrible situation that that has happened. It was to a people. play on words. But then he did make light, and then he fucked up and said they should get over it. it was it was fucking sixty years ago. Fucking get over it. Yeah, I thought with the accent he'd get away with it because <laughs> it sounded cheeky. Australia is the shit. Have you ever done comedy over there? Uh, yeah, I did, but it was a typical thing where it was like they, it was a three-day thing where they flew you over for one day. They gave you a day to get fucking used to it, uh, and then, then you did the gig, and then they flew you back. I uh, stuck around for a couple days. Uh, that's kind of how I was in Sydney. I was only in Sydney for a couple days. But I did a I did a gig up there. I wanted to see theater. all those fucking snakes over there. 
we saw the kangaroos. You know there's kangaroos that kill people all the time? There's these big, giant fucking kangaroos called gray kangaroos. And they tell you, if you run into gray kangaroos, you better leave. Just get the fuck away from them. They're super aggressive, and they're really big. They're like, they're fucking 300 what pound What do they kangaroos. do? They do like, and, and they kick you in the stomach and fucking gore like you. Bugs Bunny, they, they lean back on their tail and do that. They do lean back on their tail and attack you, but they, they have claws, man. They'll rip your fucking stomach apart. They'll fuck you up. Dude, when they get inside, I've watched enough UFC, that fucking you elbow. You got to clinch. Right. It's the most important thing. Got to huh? get that clinch. You got a no space between no, you, you and you them. No, you got to take the kangaroo to the ground. They're, they they got a great stand up game. <laughs> they they bounce right back to their feet, bro. Don't even try. But their fucking their fucking arms are too small to grapple. If you, you got the go, underhooks, you got to get, get the, the underhooks. underhooks. But you got to go Randy Couture style. We just press them up against a tree and work them over with knees. <laughs> hey, does racking balls work on animals? Racking balls? Yeah, like if you oh, rack a dog's balls? balls, do they like go ooh I don't think, at all? Or well, are we it, the only ones? That... I think they, it hurts them, but I, don't, I think when an animal gets into that state where they're attacking and trying to kill you, mm-hmm. they don't think about pain the way people do. You know, I, I've seen dogs <clears throat> fight with each other, and they're, they're wagging their tail like happy. Meanwhile, they're ripping each other's faces apart, especially right. pit bulls. You know, pit bulls, they don't, they don't like, seem to experience any pain when they fight. They seem to just, just do it and then think about the pain later. Like, they block it out somehow. So I would not count on kicking a dog in the balls. If a dog is attacking you, your best move is to choke it unconscious. I wonder if there's videos of monkeys getting racked. You know, monkeys. I'm sure it would suck. They know it. They They know know it sucks because when they attack people, when chimps attack people, they go for your balls. That's one of the number one things they do. They they try to eat your genitalia. Yeah, they rip your balls off and then usually twist your foot off too. Yeah, they take your fingers off. They they bite people's fingers off. They go for your balls to try to blind you. They try to take away everything that makes you human. All your valuable assets. Your ability to control things. Your ability to use your dick. I fucking. I fucking. I hate monkeys. Really? I just something about them. I don't like them. Chimps are scary as fuck. I don't mind chimps. I don't mind gorillas, but those little fucking throwing shit at you. (laughs) Spider monkeys. I just don't fucking like them. I think it's from Indiana Jones because that monkey was a dick. And ever since then, I've hated small monkeys. (laughs) They're always dicks. The organ grinder guy from back when I was a kid down in Faneuil Hall. They were always, granted, they had to wear that stupid bellboy outfit, so they probably weren't in a good mood, but they were always creepy. Yeah. I grew up with a monkey. Not, not my monkey, monkey, but my grandmother's monkey. Your grandmother, grandmother had a monkey? My grandmother had a monkey named Chi-Chi, and Chi-Chi lived in the attic. And you couldn't have Chi-Chi around people because Chi-Chi would bite you. Whoa. And Chi-Chi would chew gum. She would give Chi-Chi gum, and he would uh, unwrap the gum and put it in his mouth. But he only liked my grandmother, didn't trust anybody else. And if anybody got near him, Chi-Chi would attack you. Yep. Wow. When I was in Costa Rica, I had a monkey. <laughs> my grandmother was uh, fucking crazy. A monkey jumped on my back. It was like the monkey that they had in the area, okay, in the compound where I was staying. Jumped on my back, hooked its tail around my neck, and so now it's hanging. It's inverted, hanging upside down, went right in my pocket, took my hotel keys, and then went up the tree in like two seconds. <laughs> and I'm literally standing there like... Did that just fucking happen? Are you serious? So now I'm sitting there, and I got some fucking, I don't know, some sort of costa rican kiwi trying to get this fucking monkey to come down i forget it i remember i i fucking my human brain outdid his uh monkey brain and i, and I got it back and the thing and i and i and i did a quick switcheroo and i ran because it was on a chain and i was able to just get away and the thing thing was so pissed as i was running away i just heard it go ah! it just fucking uh, screamed no. at me pissed i was they like get mad i was like yeah there you go you fucker well that's what happens in india they steal things from people and then they want you to give them food back you give them food and they give you whatever you know whatever they took from you yeah they like they, make deals they, with they, people. They, do they kill oh they kill animals over they've there. killed people oh they're the into mayor, cows the they're mayor cows. of one of the towns in india got killed by monkeys recently like within the last couple of years they fucking swarmed his ass just jacked him 
What's the monkeys with <laughs> wow. the big puffy? That's like the pit tumors on India. Yeah, the P- monkey problem. You know, like the ones that have—is it orangutan that yeah, has the, the weird, crazy? Those head. things are yeah. crazy. Yeah. How about baboons? They look like a half a dog, half a, a monkey. Yeah. That's a weird animal. Baboons eat babies too, man. So do chimps. Chimps will eat babies. If you if you leave babies around and chimps see them, they'll eat them. Yeah, they're still not worse than bankers. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the video of the chimp eating the monkey? There's oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they're finally realizing that they do that, and they also they sort of all talk shit after they do it. They feel mm-hmm. like they start beating their chest. They're very uh, they're ruthless motherfuckers. I thought for the longest time it was orangutan, like the orange drink. No, it's tan. I still tan. did. Well, that's orangutan. also Neanderthal. <laughs> Neanderthal is not really Neanderthal. It's Neanderthal. Tall, yeah, you know, it's named after a part in, part of France. That's where they found the first skeletons. They've been selling, saying recently that people are, uh, most people, or a good percentage of people, have Neanderthal genetics in them, and that we uh, somehow or another absorb them. I do. Look at my forehead. I got, I got Frankenstein forehead, dude. My eyebrows. Like, look at that, that ultimate doom. Tell me I don't have the same brow. That's true. It's that fucking thing. Yeah. You, your brow is nothing. I want to show you my dentist. My dentist is so freaky, I will drive you over to his office just to say hi, just so you can see his head. Really? His fucking forehead. Which dentist, man? It, it's it sticks out like this far, like no bullshit. It doesn't even look real. It looks like he's wearing oh, like, 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 like you a put a chin up bar, like you put a Klingon <laughs> plate from fucking <laughs> Star Wars: The Next Generation. Put it on his head. I mean, it really looks like that. He's just got this these deeps. His eyes, no bullshit, are like that deep into his head. Jesus, my dentist is kind of crazy. My dentist is like that. What's that movie? Uh, people under the stairs or whatever. Where uh, Danny? What's? I should say this in case my dentist is listening. He's a great guy. Look, I'm not fucking perfect either. I look like a chimp. All right, I'm not, I'm not the best looking guy in the world. It's too late. Those guys are all depressed. <clears throat> he's that a very is, nice guy. He probably already hung up. The... He's a very nice guy, but he's got a big crazy forehead. That's just a fact. <laughs> I didn't name any names. You know what's funny about that shit with that big forehead? I wonder if that affects. That light that they have on their head, if it's like too far and it just shines on the back of your head. He's <laughs> got to adjust it. Yeah. It's too far in. <laughs> He's got to point it like straight down. Some people, Do they even use that or am I thinking of minors? I think dentists probably use that shit too. When they're dig- digging deep in your mouth. They should, right? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a rough job. My dentist hypnotizes me. There's a part where they check for cancer. Uh, I don't know if your dentists do that, where they go, okay, so this is where your so-and-so gland Dude, your is. Your dentist is down broke. Here. Does your dentist <laughs> stick his fingers in your mouth no. and you start sucking his fingers? <laughs> no. no he but pulls it, his dick out, and then you wake up, and you're like, what happened? Oh, did you ever see that guy? Yeah. Oh, that they, would feel girls no. up while you put them under? Yeah, and they, and they busted him. He, yeah. They busted this. And what I loved oh. about that guy is you could so tell he never got arrested for anything in his life, and he just he just, like, he just, you saw it in his whole body. My, he was just like, okay, like the girl was under, right? And she, she kept waking up feeling like her bra wasn't right the way it should have been. So they basically get her to go in there again to go under, and they drilled in from like the CVS next door or some shit, and they got this camera. So he starts fucking, second he starts, he's sitting, he's seeing, he's seeing like, yeah, I'm going to grab a tits, and he has all this type of shit. And then immediately all these SWAT guys come in, and he goes literally from that to, and my life's over. And he just <laughs> fucking shoulder slumped. <laughs> dragged out can you imagine what happened to that guy in prison you're going in as a fucking sex offender dentist who probably hasn't had a fight since the third grade no gang affiliation he would have to join one who would take him you gotta you gotta be somebody's bitch the first night yeah you gotta suck some cock right away Mm -hmm. you gotta put on a dress Woo. you think of some guys in prison like what the fuck is gonna happen like bernie madoff what's what's going on with that guy in prison 
They must be beating the fuck out of him. Nah, and it's white collar. They're probably guys, guys who are getting out. He's probably holding court. Is he in yeah. a white collar prison, you think? Absolutely. He probably can get fresca. D- despite the fact that his felonies were so egregious. They're, but they because so they're, not viol- they're not violent, they, they don't give a shit. So, and, so and he, in he all has nonviolent enough- offenses, they put them with other nonviolent people? I don't know how it works, dude. I just know if you're rich, you don't go to real jail. But he actually fucked. The problem was was not how much money he took, was I think who he took it from. And they had as much influence, if not more, as he did. So he actually got life in prison. You, do, you think that's that, unusual? I just pulled that on my ass. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no what? fucking you idea. You think it's unusual that he got life in prison? I mean, what he did was, I mean, f- fucking $50 billion. That's, you got to put him in jail for life. There's no way he's going to pay that back. I mean, what what would be? Oh, the, did you did you see that thing in in, uh, in Rolling Stone that this month? Matt Taibbi's article. The, it was the one about uh, the, those kids, the, the biggest like uh, internet cyberspace crime ever. Yeah, I haven't read that yet. Oh, you got to read that shit. Yeah? It'll make you super paranoid about where you use your credit card. These guys would sit outside the mall. This is was this was their uh, their 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 hacky way they first did it. Would sit there in a car with like a fucking eight foot t- antenna. And they somehow tap in to whatever that shit in the fucking air is, <laughs> whether you know that computer shit, the satellite thing. We're back to that. Right. And as you use the credit cards, they somehow they would break into the system or something. I don't know what the. I can't even explain it. I'm too fucking dumb. But it's even even for a guy like me, it was fascinating. So what? there was some sort of a wireless transmission of your your credit card information. You're in there, right? Buying a thermal. Okay. All right. And you swipe your card, and as they're putting it into the system, or as you swipe it, somehow they're tapped into this shit through the fucking air. It's literally like magic. Like all those years of people pulling out rabbits out of hats, and it was all bullshit. These guys, I don't know how the fuck they were doing it. So they would do that, and then they were like, all right, this is bullshit. It's too, it's too risky. Um, they somehow, then they took it to the next level, and they got into the main database database thank you i needed a word i'll go with that <laughs> the main database of like all the macy's or whatever and, and you got they, people's credit card they, numbers and yeah they, they jacked them yeah they got like like i don't know i'm gonna what number am i saying i'm gonna say 50 million credit cards well Guys if you like think that. the banks are totally corrupt do you think that the banks would hack into people's shit on purpose like hire people to hack into people's shit well so this is what i think about I don't, I don't think I, I this is what i don't like is it's not my money it's their money and they give it to me, and my job is to get in debt with it. And if I don't, then they just fucking take it from me. That's basically what happens. Right, but I mean the hackers. I mean, do you hackers? think that? Do you think that? Them. You know how like the the CIA has always been accused of selling drugs, and the 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 argument for it is the bad guy's going to sell drugs no matter what you do. The CIA takes that money and uses it for covert operations to protect Americans. Blah 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 blah. The CIA's always sold drugs, and that's just the way it is. Do you think that the bankers would get involved in hacker activity just because they figure, look, someone's going to do this, we're going to do this? We'll at just- this point, it might be in another. They just look at everything as revenue streams. Yeah, I don't think that they look at shit. Well, that'd be weird because they would be self, they would be sabotaging themselves. But I, I, this is my question. It's like I'm, I'm always looking at these. But these I don't think bank. I, I really don't think bankers are above stealing. No, no of course they're not above stealing. But I always <laughs> no. look at these hacker situations, and I go, okay, you, you hear about this fucking Russian teenager who made fifty million dollars in a year, you know, in his basement, and then he started an empire, blah blah blah, and he was just a hacker. Well, if I'm reading about this, there's got to be some people that are rich and powerful and re- recognize that fifty million dollars is some real money. And if this goofball kid in his fucking basement is making that kind of money, is there a way they can do that? And is I think. There a way, I mean. Is there any of this shit? We well, I don't, think, I don't think that, that, that they have to hack into their own system. I think that they do it. They, they steal 
from the uh, um, the people who put money uh, us, the customers. They steal through like fees. Yeah. Right. Well, they definitely like, do that too. I think they're going to risk what they have for doing hacker shit. You know what I mean? Like, if this guy's super rich, he's not going to risk everything he has. Maybe not to- in America, but I bet in I bet in some other countries they're pulling some shit off. Yeah. There's something about that shit though, where I I find that that type of shit is so fascinating. Where you know you learn how to pick a lock. The bullshit that I'm doing is no big deal. But those guys who can actually you know hack their way. I tell you, what's even more interesting is that if you go on YouTube, there's ways to sh- show you how to get those like things that you put on ATMs at the gas pump, and there's videos showing how to do it, like how you, and where to buy them, where it's like this thing that fits over the credit card slot at your gas pump, and there's like a little camera that you tape into the corner, so when you're yeah, that, using and that, it... And I'll tell you right now, that's why you never use your fucking ATM card, because yeah, yeah. that's your money. They get that right. shit, they get your money. They get your, your fucking credit card... That's that's Citibank's money. Right. So mm. then they'll call you up and be like, you know, did you buy a tank top in Kansas City? No, I did not. Right. You ever get that? You ever be on the road so much? Yeah. I, used, I used to be on the road like they would constantly be shutting my credit card off and not realizing that I was a comedian. They'd be like, did you get a lap dance in Toronto? Yes, I did. <laughs> did you get chicken wings <laughs> two you- days later in St. Louis? Yes, I did. <laughs> and they finally like, what do you do? I'm a comedian. I'm on a college tour. Yeah, and you should always you should never do debit either. You should always do credit card. You know where they always try to trick you and then like that's what I'm saying. Put in your pin, and you're like, no, I'm not putting my pin. Run it as a credit card. Don't ever do that. Yeah, because then it also protects your shit for thirty days too. Yeah, fuck that, fuck all that, dude. And they're trying to make it. They're gonna make it cashless. Cash is the shit. Yeah, cash is. We gotta go back to one piece of gold equals one donkey. That's what we got to go do. Right you to. fucking bite a piece of it off to get some it's potato skin. Something, it's got to be something. You got to get something for something. Your money has to represent something. The problem is our money doesn't actually represent anything. It's just an idea. It's just confidence. We have confidence that $100 is worth $100, but it doesn't represent why $100 can't we just, I don't worth care, of gold that's sitting in a vault Why can't we just keep somewhere. that confidence? I'm all right with it. <laughs> fucking Dude, I like your Hall of Fame of fucking geese you have in there. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm looking into Joe's That's, walk-in closet right now. Most people have like fucking jerseys from sports they never played. That's his Dexter trophies. Yeah, he still has like dried <laughs> blood from some kid he fucking hammer-fisted back in his Revere days. Those are all my Taekwondo medals on the doorknob. That's all shit from the 80s. Wow. <clears throat> Dude, that was one of my favorite. from my other life. Yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking responses. I was I was on his uh, I think it was yeah, your website way back in the day, and some kid was giving him shit. So Joe, you know, just blast him, whatever. You're just a fucking loser. And then he and the kid writes, "Oh, what do you mean I'm a fucking loser?" He goes, "I'm only 20 years old." But blah, blah blah blah. What were you doing at 20? And Joe's like, uh, "I was a national champion in Taekwondo." <laughs> Taekwondo yeah. You fucking loser. People- you're like one of the few guys who was actually a success. Before they got into this shit. Well, I was, but I definitely wasn't a financial success. That's why I You weren't I doing knew. a Taekwondo tour? I was teaching. I was teaching at Boston University. I was teaching at BU when I was 19. I taught at Boston University. See, that's not I normal. Had, that's that's way school. above most people. Well, I was... Uh, Were you banging half I, the broads in your class? I've banged a, I fucked a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked one of them. Um, one of them, she was so hot. And uh, she was this... I don't want to say her name, but she was this really hot Latina chick. Kelly Kirsten. And then I saw her again like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't the type of girl to work out. She was just the type of girl that, you know, when she was young, she was 19. When I was 19, she was just getting by on her looks. Right. But now she's like 41, and she doesn't exercise, and it was so sad. Uh, to watch. I mean, she's probably sad to see me, too. I was a fucking handsome-looking fellow when what I was younger. What did you dude? I'm you know, you could, you could see broken-down man. Joe coming in at 19 to teach the class. He probably did that Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> fucking split. 
between two desks, and that was it. He well, fucking that was, ran through the whole class. From that year, from the from 15 till I was 21, I was literally, all I did was fight. All I did was train and fight. That's all I did. I didn't have any social life. I had like a girlfriend here and there. They would always get sick of me and break up with me and whatever. But all I did was train and fight. I didn't party. I didn't drink. Very rarely did I drink. You know, I smoked pot twice from like 15 to 21. That's all I did was fight. I was completely out of my head. And I went from that to, to from, from going to Taekwondo straight into going to comedy. Kickboxing. I had a few, three kickboxing fights, and then I went right into comedy because I knew I was going nowhere. So there's no money in it. Was your opening like stand up? Was it about like no, fighting or anything? No, I never talked. Was about it really it intense? Was like, hello, this is my <laughs> comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to. I do figure it. you got to talk about your life. No, I never talked about that. There's not, no one wants to think that a, some fucking guy's a martial arts champion. And that's the thing because he was actually good at it. Like this, you got to have like low self esteem. Yeah. Right. You could say, you know, if you could say, ah, oh, I fought in a Taekwondo tournament once, and I fought on Friday, and when I finally woke up on Tuesday, you know, after some guy kicked yeah, me so in the fucking head. Yeah, so now I'm doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, everybody would like well, you that. You can't say that. Oh, so I was, I fucking kicked this dude in the head and knocked him into a coma. That's not funny, dude. But I remember <laughs> when, when I when I started out though, there was like, you know, because all those all those headliners didn't leave. We were like, how the fuck do you end up headlining? We were looking at the only guys who kind of busted through it was you and uh, Anthony Clark were the two guys at the time who had actually somehow gotten past the old boy network. Yeah. Well, um, they left. You know, Anthony was one of the – and Nick DiPaolo left too. They just left. You know, you had to leave. You can't stay in Boston. It was so intoxicating because you could make a living. You could be in Boston, and even if you were a nobody, you know, you're still – you could grind out 500 bucks a week. You know, you'd do here, do here. As long as you're willing to drive and travel, if you had $500 cash a week, you could pay for your bills, you could eat. But if you wanted to try to go on the road, man – Good fucking luck. Yeah. No TV credits, no nothing, just some guy from Boston. How much are they going to pay you? But your fucking gas, your airfare is going to eat up all your profits. It's fucking hard. It's, what, it's a what hard... Do you, uh, what do you think now? Because I just went back to Boston. Have you been back there lately? Yeah, yeah. It's sad. There's nothing going on there now. What do you... the fucking... The Comedy Connection is a theater now. You know? It's that big Wilbur Theater. Right. You, comedy Connection used to be 150 seats, that badass little room. And now it's, you know... No, but they, they reopened 900- that right up the street. The old Charles Street uh, Playhouse. Yeah, what's it now? Ah, what's another fuck comedy is club it called? I can't remember. There's a small one in Faneuil Hall called it, Motley's. I did that. Is that one. Tim McKenzie's place? I, I can't remember. I did. I ran through all of them. There was eighty. There was like that was like an eighty-five seater. I did Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault, where I put together my basically polished up my first five minutes of material ever. So I always go down there. The vault. And, I did the and, vault. Oh yeah, dude. I fucking love that place. And this is the thing. Hasn't changed. It, like I remember when that place started. This is how fucking old I am now, and now it's they just like celebrated. Tim McIntyre. Like they, they, Did I say Tim McKenzie? I'm sorry if he's like, listening. Tim McIntyre. I think it started in '93. Yeah, the, what, I was the a vault? Ye- yeah, I was a the year in. I earlier than that, son. The no, vault. no, no. <laughs> the vault, Dick yeah. Darty's comedy vault. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That shit was around in the '80s. All right, because in '88 when I was around, the Dick Darty comedy vault was around. Dick Darty's at comedy Remington's. Vault. Yeah, that fucking bank. It's like a bank. Wow. It's a vault. I thought, I thought Spike Tobin was the first guy who opened that shit up. Might have reopened it. Might have reopened it. Okay, that's it what might it have went under and they brought it back. But Dick Darty's Comedy Vault was a staple back when I was living there. And I moved out of Boston in like 92. Yeah, you were gone before. Right when I started, you were already gone. Um, yeah. Where the fuck was I working at? I think I was... First time I saw, I saw you at the Kowloon. Oh, that place. That was a good place. 
Yeah, that Chinese place. food, Chinese food and comedy <laughs> still exists. Chinese food and comedy is a weird combination that exists in Boston. Like the biggest, yeah. the most famous historical comedy club in Boston was the Ding Ho. It was a Chinese restaurant that they had comedy out of. And now the only place that exists is that place that uh, uh, Rick Jenkins runs. He runs a place in Cambridge. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's another uh, a Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant in upstate. Like comedy to... Lab is that what they call it? Yeah, remember, yeah. remember the uh, the uh, the Akua Koo. Yeah, Akua Koo. And then the other place is Mike Clark's place, Giggles and Saugus. Yeah. You know? But there's more work in Boston, or the, at least there was, for, like just little road gigs, an hour drive here, hour drive there. More of those in that area than anywhere else in the country. No, when I would talk to guys from like other places, and then I'm like, where's your road gigs? Like, where do you go for road gigs? Oh, uh, you know, sometimes I do Ohio. Sometimes, like, what do you got? No, don't you have gigs around here? Like, no one could make a living around there. Yeah, like but half of that Florida was because no, like nobody, that. nobody would start. Like yeah. I don't know what it was about. People would just start rooms. Do you remember Bob Marley out of Maine? Mm-hmm. He came down like a fully formed fucking headliner just because he had like 25 rooms going up in Maine. Like he started basically, it was like McDonald's, yeah. but he started with like comedies. He used to tell me when he was living up there, and it was getting so big, he actually ended up leaving because he almost became, I think like a kind of almost like a club owner at that point. He could have done it, but... um he basically started the comedy scene up there because before that, all they had was like the connection, but like Portland, yeah, right? yeah. And he he start like he had at he any was given before time. That, I used to do gigs in Bangor, and Bob would do like guest spots and shit when he was first starting out. Bobby, I don't know if you know how famous he is in Maine. Do you know? Oh how yeah, he no, is? no. I yeah, he's like. If you don't know who Bob Marley is, very funny guy, very nice guy. I've known him for fucking twenty plus years. Always been a, just a great guy. But when he first started out, you know, there was like. This is like, you know, probably he probably started out in 89 or 90. There's no one known from for being from Maine. There's no like one Maine comic that stands out. But Bar Marley in anywhere else in the country is like people might have heard of him. You might have heard him on XM radio. You might have seen him on Comedy Central or something. In Maine, that motherfucker is huge. Oh, yeah. There's probably no comparison. It's like no, Gilbert like ten, Iglesias ten or Gabriel Iglesias in, in L.A. is giant. Gabriel right. Iglesias does shows in L.A. Well, he'll do like five shows on a Monday night, like something fucking nutty, and sell out every one like days and days in advance. Right. That's how he is. Nobody else is like that. Yeah, me. no, he used to go. I remember he used to tell me he would basically he'd be in L.A. auditioning, and then every year right as the holidays came around, he would make like 10 times what I made on the road in that month. Yeah. Just Probably should be talking about his money. But yeah, he would just go up there and do parties, and then he'd do the New Year's thing, and... Dude, this one would be like eight, th- eight years theaters. in. He would do like a like a fifteen hundred, two thousand seater, and he'd do, be doing like adding shows and shit. Yeah, him. and doing all this main material, you know, so much main. Like I was listening to him on the radio the other day. He was on XM Radio. He was doing all these main jokes, and he was doing them in Maine. They were going crazy. They were fucking going. No, nuts and for he it. also, dude, he has like a box set. That's how many albums this dude has put out. He's put out like sixteen albums, fourteen wow. albums. Fucking unbelievable. That's incredible. The amount. Hours, fourteen hours of fucking material. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it's anybody insane. else who's done that? Have you ever heard of anybody else who just nailed it in one area like that? No, there, there's there's a couple. Wait, who's the nobody guy like that though? Not like that. But wasn't there a? Uh, there was, I always hear of those guys when you'd be down south. south. Killer bees. Remember her? Killer, Killer bees, bees guys. And then there was uh, there was yeah one or two other guys who south of the Mason Dixon line yeah. would just absolutely if you you just put their name up yeah 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 they there's would sell a few like a thousand guys. tickets a few of those guys Man. but I, I don't think there's any one guy that's got a state nailed like Bob Marley does and he created it 
Yeah. But oh. it's a state that's proud to be that state, too. That's a part of the whole key to it. He's actually from Maine, and the people in Maine are proud to be from Maine. It's like a Somebody's getting an idea. There's a comedian right now in, like, South Dakota. Trying to put it Just together. Just like, dude, I could run this fucking town. State. Whatever the hell I'm trying to say. Dude, does anybody give a fuck about being from South Dakota, though? The thing that's, about being from Maine. right there. That's who gave a fuck about being from Maine. A lot of Maine people. You ever talk shit about Maine people, people in, in Maine? Yeah, but people in South Dakota, they give a fuck about being there. Not as much as Maine. I've, I've done gigs in Maine. I was in North Dakota, and they were all right when Fargo came out. I was like, we don't talk like that. That's fucking bullshit. It's like, well, you think we talk like Cliff Clavin on Cheers? We don't. A lot of us do. <laughs> kind of do. Boston people? No, he fucked that accent <laughs> up. He would go, hey there. He'd go, hey there, Nami. It's Norm. It's not yeah. Nam. Yeah, Everything it, was parked the car, so they put an A. All yeah. you do is take the R out. Instead of norm, Yeah, it wasn't norm. a good Boston accent. Am I really picking him apart? You got to get someone. Five years after <laughs> from guy. Boston. Poor Norm. Did you hear he went on um, uh, the Opie and Anthony show, and apparently they, they fucking kicked him off? Like, really? So, yeah. He's, he's, you know, sell, he's got some beer book he's putting out now. George Went, right? Right. No, not, not oh, George no, Went. I'm no. talking to the other guy. George, yeah. yeah, George Went was The mailman. Norm. Right. And the mailman was Cliff. Cliff but the, the beer yeah. guy, I would, if someone was going to put out a beer book, it would have been Norm. It would have been George Went. Yeah, well, George Went was on the uh, Opie and Anthony show, and I don't know what happened, but it just <laughs> it was very they... unenthusiastic, and they wound up kicking him out. Oh, because he was happened. unenthusiastic. Oh, I don't okay. know what happened. I'm as informed as you are about the economy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those fucking guys, like, uh, that's, I always get excited. Oh, they had so-and-so on? How did it go? John Ratzenberger. Ah, uh, fucking... Jimmy went in the other room, started prank calling him, and I had it. Oh, <laughs> You're and Jimmy they, with Jesse Ventura? That's my favorite. Uh, That's my favorite. He fucking destroyed him. He crushed him. Thank you for your service to our country, and he was saluting him. Dude, I thought for <laughs> once I was actually going to see Jesse in a real fight. After all those years of watching him fake fight. I was in Vietnam. Where were you? Yeah. It's got to be one of those weird fucking stupid bullying things yeah. where Norton hates it when, when someone tries to bully him, you know, when someone just demands respect without fucking proving your point. Prove your fucking point. And he gets crazy and just, just chewed him up. I thought it was awesome. Oh, it was hilarious. I, it, was, it, was, it was the combination of awesome and then also he was beating him so bad, I, I felt bad for Jesse. I was like, Jesse, tap out. Well, Jesse's got this. Away. And he did. He's got the, yeah, he did. He left. It was so stupid. He's got this weird conspiracy Oh, and Jimmy was angle. going, well, see, so you fucking leave? So you're going to fucking leave? <laughs> and he's leaving. It and it's awesome. just like, oh, God, Jesse. It looked ugly at the end, though. Like he was thinking about doing something, like throwing something at him or yelling at him. Or oh, something. I was he so hoping because Kenny was though. right there. And yeah. I always wanted to see Kenny in action. You know, he would just go old school, dirty cop on him. <sighs> Probably. Well, you know, Jesse's got bad hips. Jesse's uh, another one of those wrestlers that had hip replacement surgery. A lot of them have their hips replaced. Dude, you know Hulk is like three inches shorter? Wow. From all those years of jumping up all, and landing on his ass. He's had a bunch of spine ass. operations, Yeah, right? because when I saw him, I was like, this guy's not that tall, but his fucking arms were hanging down below his knees. Like, this guy looks like a fucking gorilla. And then, then I read in his, his, well, I don't know where the fuck I saw it. It said he used to be six foot seven, and now he's six foot four. Whoa. There's a huge difference. Six four is like, you know, he used to play college ball. Six seven is, you know, That's like, three inches off of his spine. I wonder how many he's got fused. A lot of guys get their shit fused, man. That's a big thing in MMA right now. Tito Ortiz just had uh, his neck vertebrae fused. Mm. And uh, there's a, a bunch of guys who've had their back fused. Can, can, he, can he fight shit. anymore after that? I don't know. I mean, it, it really depends on how he recovers, you know, but it's some serious, serious shit. You sure it wasn't just hairspray and heels that, you know, or something what? like that with Hulk Hogan's? No, that guy's had serious <laughs> back surgery. More than one. 
Who's the guy that go, uh, hangs out at the comedy store all the time, or he was for a while? That uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. No, he's, yeah. he's doing stand up yeah. now. He's telling yeah. stories. That's so weird. Steve Simone's going on the road with him. Yeah. You know, Steve Simone's a, you know Steve Simone? Uh-oh. Steve Simone's a uh, comic out of the comedy store who's a, a huge fucking wrestling fan. Huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really good guy, guy too. Like really guy. good guy. And uh, he goes on the road with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and he does a little stand up. Then Roddy Roddy tells his stories. Apparently, it's a hit. Oh yeah, dude! I this is this is this should really let your listeners know why I don't know shit about banking. I actually ordered on Amazon the hard copy version of uh, uh, Ric Flair's autobiography. To beat the man, you got to be the man. <laughs> no, to be the man, you got to beat the man, dude. It's one of the. It's just a fucking awesome book, dude. Ric Flair. Have you ever watched his clips? Yeah, yeah, I've seen his ah, clips. One of the funniest fucking dudes. Great ever. showman. Yeah, and he was, he's just like a comedian where they say, "Do you have writers?" You know, people write this. And he goes, writers. He goes, dude, I used to come up with half that shit on the cab ride over from the airport. I'm like, that's just like a comedian. He's just sitting there. Exactly. He just gets loose. Sees something. He just says, fuck this. Dude, he's got a couple where he's so into it. Like, you think he's going to pass out. And he's when he's yelling at people in the veins, the way his oh, yeah. eyes bulge out. He's got one where he keeps going, I inherited. And his voice keeps cracking. He's, he's screaming. So I inherited <laughs> when he's talking about that that uh with a golden spoon in his mouth dude i'll be on the road depressed like oh my god i hate this and i'll just start watching rick flair videos and i just start laughing my fucking <laughs> ass off going that this is what it's about this is why you do it that guy he's the shit rick flair is fucking awesome my favorite wrestling video is that john stossel video where john stossel's talking to i don't remember what the wrestler was telling him about you know that what you do is fake and he fucking slaps him in the head like full blast slaps him in his ear and drops him he goes is that fake does that feel fake you telling me what's fake and he gets up bam he slaps him in the other ear and drops him again then he gets up and runs out of there well, which was, what was the one that was like was it mr t or something like that where he goes crazy uh it was like a live show and he starts smacking or getting angry and uh, freaking out what wrestler was that it was like you i think, think mr t was t- on it i think you're talking about hulk hogan choking hulk, out hulk richard hogan. belzer yeah put yeah. richard belzer to sleep yeah that's what richard belzer fell and bonked his head <laughs> choked Can him I out pl- i gotta see that video oh i'm sure it's how online. did i miss that yeah i'm sure it's online in this day and age it would be a that's travesty typical wise ass comedian I heard what you do is bullshit. Yeah, you got to be nice to those guys. You can't disrespect them. Plus, they're on gallons of juice, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. They, they get a, the sicknesses, they to say. To get that big, you know, that Chris Benoit guy that wound up killing his whole family, juice to the gills. Yeah, but that's also another thing, too, is a lot of giving me on, like, pain meds because those guys did, like, they yeah. guys are working, like, seven nights a fucking week. That's the thing about guys who fight in the UFC. Like, Brock says that pro wrestling is way harder than being the UFC heavyweight champion. How about that? Is that the video? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch a young... Did, did Richard they, did Belzer they, did, from back in the day. They if you just Google it, they, you, could, you could find it They didn't it work this out, did they? Uh, well, no, I don't think so. This isn't like a bit... I don't think so. Oh, here we go. And Hulk Hogan. Oh, he got him in a guillotine. He put him to sleep. Oh, he went out. Look at that. He's all right. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping. Really. I was asleep for whole. He'd be all right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I mean, he really was out cold. Wow. That's no bullshit. And they, he just let him fall yep. like to the ground. Like Fell head and hits dropped the. His head. I put a guy to sleep on a radio show once. No, no, no. He was just fucking around. No, no, no. Watch him exit. He wasn't. You see the way he fell, dude? 
he fell and, and slammed his head off the ground. He was he was oh, totally he was trying to cold. he was trying to co- yeah he's trying to cover for it. Anyway, that's a, that's a famous one. And in, in the lead up to that, it was like uh, Hulk Hogan was getting really pissed off at him, like like uh, the whole time. Like there was like uh, like seven minutes up to that, or six minutes he's up to that. He was being a smart ass and just pissing the Hulk off, like and for real. Wow, why would you do that? Even if, even if what they did was really fake. You know, I mean, obviously, that you know, that predetermined the victor or stuff. But when somebody fucking slams you down in the back, it hurts. Yeah, you gotta be conscious of who you're talking to. Yeah, those guys are savages. <laughs> you know, even though, <laughs> even though they're not, you know, they might not be actually fighting for a living. They will fuck you. They'll beat the shit out of you if they yeah. want to. Like, you better be nice. They live in a wild world too. They're a lot wild world of sweaty men that you hoist through the air and slam on their back. You know, their idea of like <laughs> what's acceptable danger and punishment that you take with your body is not what most people's is. You know, the, for them, it's like, oh, he just fell asleep. If Belzer was covering, that was pretty good. No, he wasn't covering. He went. I'm out. saying if he was. Uh, if no, I think he was because uh, the no, the lead up was. Uh, trust me, that guy went out. That's that's 100 percent unconscious. No, that's There's what no we're saying. That's what we're saying. He was covering up oh. that, that. That was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Belzer was covering as a pro at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, he went to sleep. No doubt about it. The way guy, that guy squeezed his 100%, the way his arms go limp. How long does it know. take? Two seconds. When a guy puts a guy in a choke, there was a guy I, I choked out on a radio show. There was this radio show. Uh, uh, he was like a, um, you know, uh, a PA, and they had him do little stunts and stuff. And if he couldn't do it, then they would punish him. You know, it was like this gag they used to do. It was right. in Boston. So they had this dude dress up as a cow, and he had to fucking try to jump over a chair on uh, ro- rollerblades. And he couldn't make it over the chair. He falls and it's crashes. Rough business. <laughs> and they get him upstairs, and they go, okay, now, now you know, your punishment is going to be Joe Rogan has to choke you unconscious. I go, what? And he goes, okay, I'll do it. I go, do you really? You sure about this? And he goes, yeah. I go, you're sure? And he goes, yeah. I go, all right. So I, I go, if you just, you, when you can't take it, just tap out. And I lock the choke on him, squeeze on, and he goes to tap, and he's already unconscious. And I let him go, thinking that he tapped, and he falls and fucking face plants on the carpet. Ah. He bonks his head off the carpet. It was only, he only fell a couple inches, but he was uh, unconscious immediately. If you just let someone squeeze your neck, you go out pretty quick. <laughs> do you know that became the thing to do for like, like maybe like a week and a half when I was in seventh grade? We didn't understand what we were doing, but somebody came up with it. Choking? Cho- no, the, we, you do is you would just basically grab two handfuls <laughs> of somebody's neck on each side. Oh, you're, my God. You're grabbing their jugular. But the thing about it was... was Grabbing we, it like this? Yeah, we didn't know what we oh were doing. God. We didn't know what we were doing, so some people were just grabbing, like, you know, neck muscle. They were, they were back here, but occasionally people would grab them right. <laughs> and <laughs> just the dude this would fall dumb shit. Yeah, and when the final would happen was someone did it correctly, and the dude did the same thing. He fell straight forward, and, uh, and then there was announcements, you know, announcements at the end of the day. And there's been a fad around the school to be grabbing... Your classmates next is whole fucking thing about (laughs) (laughs) it's very dangerous. You're depriving oxygen to the temporal lobe and all this fucking bullshit. It's just basically, could you please stop choking each other? I wonder how many kids today are practicing MMA moves on their friends at school. You know, you watch the Ultimate Fighter or something like that. See what he gave me? Got him a Kimura. Let me show you. Give me your arm. Yeah. Dude, the first time I ever threw up my back was in fourth grade. I let this kid put me in the figure four leg lock. (laughs) I swear to God. Cause I was, cause I was also on the belief. Well, it's not real. It doesn't hurt, and it was killing me. So I was, I was, I was leaning up to try to take his leg off. It's the first time I felt lower back pain. Fourth grade. Wow. Was, so you jacked your back in the fourth grade. It's fourth been fucking grade. with you ever since. Figure four leg luck. Well, uh, it didn't fuck with me until football a few years later. Unorganized, of course, because I never had the grades. <laughs> but 
That's that's when it really got bad. But the first yeah, first back pain I ever had. <sighs> what do you think about those people that say that back pain is all psychological? You know, that, that's that, bullshit. Are you serious? There's people yeah. that actually say that. Oh, yeah, the John Sardo guy. Okay, he's got whatever. books on it. I think there are a lot of people that have psychological back pain. Oh, absolutely. It but exists. But there's a lot of injuries, but, too. Yeah, it exists, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's all. <laughs> yeah, this guy, like, he, he, I don't know if he says all of them, but I think he attributes a lot of them. He's talking about how people, even if they have injuries, the injuries don't really hurt nearly as much as you think they do. It's all psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. He's basically saying we're a bunch of pussies. Bunch of pussies. Yeah. Bunch of pussies, and the idea is that the injuries uh, distract you from other stress. You know, and take it. You well, know, that, I'm that I'm pain. a firm believer of just stretching, yoga, yeah. any of that type of shit, because uh, I don't know what happens when you get older, but even just sleeping, the amount more that your your tendons or whatever shrivel up. Like, dude, if you ever saw me hobble to the bathroom in the morning, you would think that I played like five years of professional ball or so. I don't know what's going on with me. So I, but if I stretch before I I go to bed or something like that, I'm I'm way better. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like my 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 foot is fucking jacked. It's an old injury I had from playing drums, and uh, it's a real hard. <laughs> you got a drum injury? Yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Some other drummers went up planters fishel. I don't know what the fuck they call it, but it was from I was I had poor technique, and I was trying to do this bass drum lick, uh, this thing that John Bonham did in the song "Good Times, Bad Times." It's these really quick sixteenth uh, note triplets, triplets. I'm sure you heard that in the fight game. And uh, I was trying, I, w- I had bad technique, what I was doing, and I-, I fucked up the arch of it. And it literally felt like as I was walking down the street, someone was like, I was stepping on nails. Wow. And I didn't know what to do. Typical Irish guy. I just thought, well, I'll just fucking stick it in the air for a minute and it'll be fine. And I toughed and I finally had to go. Like, There's literally, you got to like take a f- bottle of water, freeze it in the fridge. Right, and step on it. And then just sit there rolling it on the bottom of your foot, anti inflammatories. Then you got to, then you got to rest it up. So what it. is the actual injury? Is it a tendon? What Pulled is it? it? Oh, I don't fucking know. It's I a just... carpal tunnel for drummers. Yeah. I always stop and think about go. if I lived like just 100 years ago or even less, I would be useless. My body's been screwed back together so many different times, so many different things. I've had three pretty significant knee surgeries, two reconstructions, both knees. I've had the ACLs replaced. This one, I had my meniscus done. I had my Jesus. nose fixed. My nose was broken. Who knows how many fucking times. So they had to scoop out all the shit out of my nose and the deviated septum repair. I stop and think about it. Like if, if modern science wasn't around, modern medicine, I'd be fucked. You'd be an ogre. You'd I'd be, be, you'd be a living cripple. under a bridge. I'd be a cripple. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do anything for, without fear of my legs giving out and popping out and falling to the ground in, in agony. You know, yeah. that's just what people did back in the oh, day. Oh, I would have been dead. I, my, my appendix ruptured in the sixth grade. That would have been it. That would have been a wrap. Wow. What happens one of those your appendix kids. ruptures? What happens? Uh, your parents just tell you to go take a nap, and they don't believe you for three <laughs> days. And then uh, finally they take you down there, and you uh, you almost die. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I always poison my yourself. parents for that one. They, they just uh, didn't believe you. No, I, I don't know. My brother's convinced I was playing baseball, and that's when it happened. I don't even remember. It just, I just kept having like side pain, and then, and then the next day I would feel fine. Then I'd have a fever, and then I would feel fine. And then one day, I guess it just burst. Isn't it crazy that what your appendix is is an organ that you don't use anymore because it's used to process it an organ? raw meat? Yeah, it's a it's an it organ that we've evolved past it's for bone breaking down bone. Is your is your your intestines are an organ? I thought your organs like a liver, Google that pancreas. Shit, son. Google intestines, find out what the fuck it is. I'm pretty sure that what what intestine is Kidneys. or not intestine um, appendix. appendix rather. What appendix is is an organ that we used to use when we process meat. We processed much more raw meat, you know. I thought it was when we ate leaves. I thought it was bone. Of the trees. 
Jesus, look at us. It's something between that's the we're three evolving. Of us, between the three yeah, of us. Yeah, we can don't we, have can a we, fucking we, clue. Yeah, this. It's something that we're evolving. You know, or we're evolving so we don't use it anymore. Which is pretty fascinating when you think about it. It's actually, I mean, it couldn't have been that long ago. It's like clear evidence that the, the human body is adapting to its environment. And we, we literally don't use this fucking organ anymore. And sometimes it blows up in your body. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what it does, right? It just fucking, it's like, why yeah, am I here? I, I, yeah. Suicide bombs. I would have I died of that. There's a couple of things I would have died of. I broke my arm when I was six. I got hit by a car. If I fuck, if it was the 1800s, I would have died by, get, hit by, by getting hit by that car in the 1800s. <laughs> well, how'd you get hit by a car? <laughs> I didn't look. I was racing my brother home, and he had stronger legs than I did. So uh, I figured if I crossed, I was sure I looked, and I just do right out in front of a Jeep. I wish I had video because I still don't know how I didn't get run over. All I remember was being upside down and feeling the heat of the engine and seeing the bumper. Oh, my God. And then... And then the next thing I remember, I was lying perpendicular to the uh, the double lines. I was only out for a second, just like Belzer when he got choked out. I was only out for a second because like, when I came to, uh, the biggest dude you ever saw in your life gets out of this Jeep. He probably had nightmares because of the way I just rode out in front of him. He got out already crying, going, oh, my God, I hit him. Holy and shit. I, all I could think was my dad's going to fucking kill me, and I got up. And I ran. And the only thing that fucking happened, the only thing that that other than I, I got knocked out, was uh, you, you know that thing here. If you bite down in your back teeth, that thing that goes in and out on the side of your head. Yeah. That's right where I got hurt. So I had to eat with a little spoon for a couple of days. I remember it happened on a Wednesday because the doctor says you don't have to go to school for the rest of the week, and I was psyched. I finally didn't have to fake school, and I had fucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. It was totally worth it. It's one of the reasons why I stopped fighting is because uh, when I was kickboxing, uh, there was many nights where I couldn't chew my food. I'd come home and I literally couldn't chew. Oh, because from getting hurt hit too much. on the side of the head. Yeah. And I would get headaches. I'd lay in bed at night and get fucking vicious headaches. That was not fun. Yeah, dude. That was scary yeah. shit. Ah, the but other I'd be side chewing food. I'd be chewing food going, yeah. Just, you know, you get kicked in the fucking jaw. That's not fun. You know, you get kicked or punched in the head, like really blasted. Oh yeah, your jaw just gets. Dude, unhinged, I fought, I fought right up right up until fifth grade, and then all the, I went from being one of the bigger kids to one of the smaller kids, and then also kids started getting to be like a buck twenty, and kind of <laughs> knowing how to throw a punch. And like I saw, I saw That's scary. I, saw the yeah. of the wall. Oh yeah, dude, I totally became a coward. I became funny. All of a sudden, I knew a bunch of dudes who had brain damage. I knew a bunch of dudes from boxing gyms that had brain damage. It wasn't too significant, but it was enough that you could see it. And I'd seen guys from, uh, you know, when I started when I was 15, and I'd seen how they evolved, you know, how they developed brain damage up until, you know, when I was like 21 when I stopped fighting, 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. I, I got to see the deterioration. That's some scary shit. You know? What's his face? You know who saved me? I, w- I went to go get, I wanted to get in shape when I was living in New York, so I, I started going to Gleason's gym, but I just did it like total, like, actor. I just want to get shredded. They were calling me like Billary Swank and shit. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. <laughs> Giving me shit, so... Charlie Murphy fucking gave me great advice because I told him I was starting to go over there because uh, he's all into that martial arts right. shit. And he, go, and he just called me. He's like, hey, yo, Bill, let me tell you something. And he totally fucking broke it down. He's like, you're going to be over there for like, he literally broke it down. He goes, you're going to be over there for like fucking maybe a month, month and a half. And somebody's going to come up to you and tell you that you look like you're decent. And they, they're basically going to try to talk you into getting into the ring because they need fresh meat. And he goes, do not go in there under any circumstance. And I'm like, whatever, Charlie. You're always preaching this apocalyptic shit. Dude, literally clockwork. Six weeks over there. 
this fucking black dude shredded comes up to me. Hey, man, you're a comedian? Man, you don't look like a comedian. Look at you. You got a nice jab or whatever. You know, we want to spar a few rounds. I almost started laughing. Like, it was so exactly what the fuck he said. I was like, get the fuck. I'm six, week, six weeks in a comedian. This fucking guy's been fighting for like 10 yeah, he years. he wants to beat you up. He wanted to try this shit that he didn't have the balls to try against a professional. He was going to try some new, I don't know, Superman hook. Is that a punch? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was. He wanted to try it on my Dudes do look for Charlie Brown easy head. guys to spar with. Yeah. They look to beat guys up to improve their confidence and you know try their techniques on. Nobody wants to spar with a guy that's going to beat the fuck out of you. You want to spar with a oh, guy yeah. who's going to just kind of barely put up a fight and you're going to be able to tee off on him. And get, it's like, like glorified there pad you go. work. You, that's basically what Charlie yeah. told me. And that's it, true. And Charlie was, Murphy gave you some good advice. Great advice. I, I told him he laughed his ass off when I told him that. Because he yeah. just started, he just started thinking about my big stupid Charlie Brown head getting battered around the ring. Boxing gyms are notorious for that shit. See, when that happens in jujitsu, it's really no big deal. I remember when I first started doing jujitsu, I started rolling with guys who were really good, and like just getting humiliated, getting strangled. There was this one purple belt kid. <laughs> I was a white belt, and I was I was on news radio, and I was just starting out. And there was this purple belt kid, this Brazilian kid who was badass, and he used to fucking rape me. Every day, I would I would be terrified to have to fucking roll with this kid because he was really good right. and I was terrible. And every time I'd roll with him, this motherfucker would mount me and choke me and armbar me. He would tap me three, four times. And I was exhausted, just over and over and over again. He would tap me. Now, but well, it didn't well, hurt me. You know what I'm saying? But like, what was the level of frustration, com- frustration coming from being a national champion in very Taekwondo? Frustrating. Well, it was, it was uh, eye-opening. Well, the, one of the reasons why I stopped doing Taekwondo is because Taekwondo, you don't punch to the head in the tournaments. And I started kickboxing. I started working with – there was a guy named Joe Lake who was a boxing coach in Boston. And he was training at the same gym that I was at. And he was offering me to teach me boxing if I would teach him how to kick. And so we sort of made this little deal and we worked back and forth with each other. And I started boxing. And as I started boxing, I realized how bad my hands were from Taekwondo and then I'm like I've wasted all my time doing this Taekwondo shit but then when I go box with guys and kickbox I'm fucking terrible with my hands right. so I started getting really good with my hands and working on it so I'd already been enlightened to the fact that my original path was not the best path in the world and one of the reasons why I stopped fighting I stopped fighting in Taekwondo tournaments because I realized how silly it was how easy it was for people to punch me in the face and how many techniques didn't work once you added punching then when the ultimate fighting championship came along I realized, like, oh, well, look what this fucking guy does. He just, you know, hoist Gracie, just takes guys down and strangles them. What the fuck would I do if that guy got me? <laughs> I don't know shit. So I started doing jujitsu, and I was just a rank beginner. I was, t- I had wrestled one year in high school, so I knew how to throw bodies around a little bit, but I didn't know how to defend myself against anybody who was any good. And this kid just mangled me over and over. But he never really hurt me. You know, if this was kickboxing and he did that to me, he would have given me brain damage, right, broke my right, face, right. knocked me out. But this guy just choked me, and I just tapped, and he armbarred me, and I tapped. But he's not really hurting you. Every time he's doing this to you, you just tap. It's just and emotionally humiliating. Devastating. <laughs> to just to know. You don't realize until you roll with a guy who's good how a guy who's like that, a, a, you know, high-level purple belt is a strong guy, can just do whatever the fuck he wants to you. Like, literally, you have no defense. There's almost nothing you do. If you don't punch him and knock him unconscious as he's grabbing a hold of you, once he grabs you, you're a, a victim. You're just a victim. <laughs> You know, it's almost like if you get grabbed by like a bear, like a wild animal. It's it's the second they grab your button down, you're finished. Way worse for the bear. You're uh, finished. You imagine what it must feel like. There's a, a photo that a guy took. He uh, he died. He was killed by this bear. But he got one last photograph of the female charging him because he was a wildlife photographer. It's a very famous photo. And he was in the woods. And as he's walking through the woods, he stumbled upon bear cubs. 
And as he stumbled upon Barry, it was just too late. The female just runs at him, a grizzly, and he got a photo of her fucking lips curled, teeth bared, roaring, and looking at him with dead eyes. And that was his last photo that he ever took. It's a fucking intense photo. If you find it online, anybody who finds it online, Twitter that shit to me because I, I lost it. I had it online. I was showing it to somebody, and then I cannot find it anymore. I don't know if it was pulled or what. Jesus. You know, when I was in Colorado, my dog got eaten by a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. So. I, yeah I know. I've, I've, I've been keeping up on you. Just so you, <laughs> just so you know, we're at the two yeah, hour and 20 minutes. I know cool. where we are. We should probably end this. There's, nobody wants to listen to a two hour and 20 minute podcast. <laughs> by the way, you have a podcast we should talk yeah, about. Well, uh, first yeah. of all, Monday. Bill Burr does not have fucking Twitter. So we got him a goddamn Twitter account. Bill, you got to have to use this. I'm not going to use that shit. It helps you what, promote It's gigs. the best thing for a comic to use right now. It's so shows easy to promote gigs. I would not. I would have known that you had a podcast if I if I if I heard. Sorry, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, don't this? you know that that's by design? <laughs> My podcast. It. We, like, I, I don't hype it. I don't hype it. My podcast is totally. I do it for fun, and it's it's. I go I'm right, but way it's on dirtier. I'm way dirty. Yeah, but people don't know. But you got you fucking know me. You know me. You didn't even know I had one. I right. knew you had one. I didn't know you had one. I Joe, remember it think, from your MySpace you page. You think that you knew that I had one, but you didn't. I remember you used to do it with a phone. <laughs> you used to do it I with know. a phone. I do. Yeah, but I just don't. Uh, I don't give a fuck. How do you do it now? Just do you sit, sit down with a microphone now and just rant? How do you oh, do yeah, it now? Yeah, I have yeah, it's the, the same thing. Yeah, people send me questions and then I, I, I just go off on shit. So now you don't do it on a phone. You don't do that anymore? No, I, have, to... I haven't done it on a phone now for about a year. Oh, one of those voicemail year, things? Year and a half. Oh yeah, when I used to call up Gcast, yeah. but yeah, that G-Cast. was that was a lot of fun though because I, I, I could be in airports making fun of fucking the creeps at Cinnabon, right. and all that, and people really liked that. So I'm well, how come you I'm, don't have a fucking Twitter account? I dude, I just got on Facebook. But Facebook's good, but Twitter's great for promoting gigs. Dude, like I'm I got a gig at the Punchline to, in Atlanta this Sunday. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I got a gig at the Punchline in Atlanta this Sunday. I just booked it because I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta on Monday, and I had a fly-in Sunday afternoon. So I said, well, I'll just do a fucking show there. So I, 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 I just started promoting it. I started promoting it on fucking Twitter. I just threw it up on Twitter. I'm in let people know. So then people start retweeting it and letting people know. It's almost fucking sold out. That's all you have to do. Yeah, but you you're also get Joe Rogan. Yeah, but I mean, you're it on helps. television. But people know who you are. It helps. You're Bill Burr. You're, you're a celebrity. celebrity too. When I told people that you were coming on the podcast, people got all fucking excited and fired up on what, Twitter. Seven of them? No, a bunch of them on Twitter. I'll show uh, you some. You know something? Are you against I'm, filling I'm, seats? I'm, I'm, Bill Burr. I'm, I'm, I'm against this fuzzy math. <laughs> Look, I'll show you. There's a lot of people in here that were talking about Bill Burr. There's a lot of people. Look, Look at that. Scrolling, scrolling. I can't find scrolling. Bill Burr on Twitter. Right there. Bam. It's Bill Burr on Twitter. People See, are trying creep, to find and they, you and there you go. on Twitter. And that's what you do. You leave them wanting more, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know how much fucking... It's a pain in the ass to do all that it's shit. It's so easy. I do, a, do you have an iPhone? What do you have? Dude, a Blackberry? I fucking Twitter every week on my fucking podcast I, for an hour. And you could listen but that's to not it. Twitter. It's on iTunes. It's not the same thing. Twitter is like a text message that you send to all your fans. So like, I've got a hundred and thirty something thousand people on my oh, Twitter. Quit showing off. We already yeah, know I'm you're fucking, fucking black I'm a baller, belt. son. One thirty one seven eighty five. So that is a hundred and thirty one thousand people that I can get in contact with pretty much instantly. I mean, if they pay attention to their Twitter. You know, all you have to do is your Twitter, hey, I'm going to be in fucking Newport Beach, bam. And then you can get people to come to your shows. It's so much easier. It's so much easier than going on a radio show and getting up in the morning. You know, you could fucking get things Yeah, done you know what I Twitter. am? I'm always like, I always like the old school way of doing shit. I always think it's better. I don't know why. I, You're I'm, an old I'm, school I'm, sort I'm, of a guy, I'm, Bill I'm a, I'm a romantic. You are a romantic. And you with know, that note, I li- ladies I and like- gentlemen. By the way, Joe, that bear photo is fake. I'll get on Twitter, it's though. It's fake? Yeah. 
We, which one on is Twitter. fake? The one with the dead body? Oh, I don't know. You're talking about? Oh no 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 that's that's a different one. one. Yeah, okay. that is. Fake. I will I will no, I will. The other one is. I will in start the woods. tweeting. It's a black and white. Photo. That's what it was. That tweeting. That just sounded Twitter. gay. Tweeting. Tweet. Yeah, Sounds but gay. say it, Joe. But just is it just, is it your say? Just say yeah. I tweeted about that yesterday. I tweeted about that yesterday. See how you looked away? <laughs> you couldn't look at me. You couldn't look at me. <laughs> Bill, where are you going to be out this weekend? Where can people see you? I'm going to be at the uh, the improv down on uh, Melrose oh. Hollywood Improv, and next Powerful. weekend I'm going to be at the Orleans with Tom Papa, co-headlining oh. with Tom Papa. The last cause, last gig uh, George Carlin ever did was at the Orleans Casino. Wow, in if Vegas, you, huh? Yep, that's a Vegas. good place. So I'm going to be there. I've been there for fights. Um, BillBird.com, B-U-R-R, BillBird.com, and I have. Uh, and uh, what the fuck is... I don't even know what it is. I have a podcast. If you go, you click on the podcast link, yeah, billbird.com slash podcast. And you can find it on iTunes. It's and called we're the gonna, Monday we, Morning Podcast. Yeah, the Monday yeah. Morning... We got every- him a fucking Twitter account, okay? We're going to force him into getting Twitter. We're going to set it up here.